Hello and welcome to this episode 15 of the Northern Invasion podcast. You're joined by myself, Stu West, and we've got with us Scott Smith. Hello. Uh, Liam Watt. Hello. And Nathan Watson. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> uh, and Happy New Year. Slightly belated, but it's our first one of the year. So Happy New Year to everybody. We've got plenty to talk about. We've got an event coming up this week, so we're going to crack straight on. New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. We're going to start with me. Yeah. Okay. We're going to start with our New Year's resolutions. This isn't um, I'm going to stop smoking or drinking whiskey or anything. This is our hobby resolutions. So, Not that I, I smoke anyway, <laughs> obviously. There's my first, obviously. I'm going to stop saying obviously. That's going to be my New Year's <laughs> resolution. No, so so mine, um, I don't know. I suppose if we talk about uh, what I'm going to do first, um, I've I've been following the last year, uh, at least last year, the paint hammer thing. This like a, a paint hammer hashtag. I remember it last year, but I, I found it a bit too late in the year. Um, and if you're on Twitter or Instagram or anything, um, there's a hashtag which will be paint hammer 19 this year and um it's basically you you get a you get a, a sheet and um you log every time you complete a unit or a model i suppose you you write what you've finished what the game system is and what date you finished it and it's a pretty good way of seeing how you get on and you're supposed to set objectives at the beginning so um mine has been that i'm gonna build a sylvaneth army which is quite lucky because i'm i'm using one in a about three days so I've, I've had to um to to be working on that so i'm going to get the bulk of it done out of the <laughs> at the beginning of the year um i'm going to play with them all year that's another one of my uh my resolutions well i say that um but i'm at a double thing in april the twin realms twin realms that's yeah. the fella i'm teaming up with my daughter and she wants us to play ogres so does she <laughs> yeah she wants to play ogres um so i'm trying double to dread more is then yeah it could be devil double dread more you <laughs> never know but um i'm trying to convince her otherwise because all my ogres are based on 50s and i don't want to have to spend time rebasing an ogre army that i'm probably not going to use again for a while so uh so we'll see um what else am i going to do i'm oh i'm going to repaint all my x-wings uh not really oh. to do with aos but that's there on my sheet um all my rebels are green so i've got i've probably got about another 15 ships to paint have, have um, you played any x-wing 2 yet yeah yeah i was playing playing at the club last week up here it's really yeah. good i've not tried it yet i enjoy it it's it's, it's a good game mm. uh but i have green green squadron so all my all my ships are green so that's on there and i'm going to make a display board so so they're my 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 key things i was going to paint this sylvaneth army um and then beyond that uh i suppose the one thing i want to do to push myself a bit is I've, i'm going to use a wet palette i'm a bit of a, a heathen in that i still i paint straight from the pot still give it a shake, sit with it open slowly drying in front of me and then give it a shake as it gets too thick to use and every now and again i throw a bit of either medium or or a bit of water into the pot and check it in. So uh, I, I bought a, a wet palette as a Kickstarter last year. It was um, one of these everlasting. Oh, I saw that one. It, it's 
it looks all right. It does the part, and I've got all this foam and all these sheets and all this business. The only thing I've used on it is the. Uh, it's got like a magnetic attachment to the side, which is like got um, wells for putting washes and things in. And that's the only thing I've used. I've not had the bottle to actually use the thing yet. <laughs> so I just use it to hold my washes uh, or inks, depending what I'm painting. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So once I've finished the Sylvaneth, I've really been hammering through them. I've I've not been putting that much care into them. I mean, they're all right. They they look okay, but I really wanted to do up my game for painting this year. So as soon as I've got my silver neck done, I'm gonna uh, start on another army. But I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it for next year um, and give myself a good a good ten months to to try and push myself a bit. So I'm gonna try properly blending things and using a wet palette and not just layering and and not just knackering all my brushes that way so i'm not gonna push myself to the the airbrush this year that might be a bit too far i've i've got, I've got plenty more years of hobby left in me surely maybe when the arthritis gets too much for my finger and thumb i'll uh, <laughs> i'll start on, i'll start on that uh but but i think that's my i think that's oh the only other one i suppose is to get catch up a bit on the uh on the the black library stories like for the the fiction from aos i got a little bit distracted and was just focusing on the uh, the battle tomes and things and i don't know i'd, I'd gone off it a bit I'd, I'd started a couple of them and just not finished them one or two of them were a bit slow and lost me um but then while i've been doing these painting marathons i've read i've well i've i've, I've resubscribed to audible and they've got loads of book, loads of them on there now so I got the Realm Slayer one, um, which was the one where Brian Blessed's uh, Gore Trek, which is uh, a brilliant, a brilliant listen. And then I'm it's just, it is, it's, it's, yeah, oh, that's it's, amazing. Uh, Six yeah. lessons in. I, I'll definitely listen again. I'm listening to Soul Wars at the minute. Same. I, uh, just started I, uh, it yesterday. Yeah, so I'm listening to that. I've been listening to that. I think I'm a. It's a long one. It's about fourteen hours long. I think I'm about nine hours in nine and a half hours in and oh that's a brilliant book um so it's really really uh got me back into it and I've, i mean I've, i bought all the realm gate wars and i read all them and i really liked them most of the legends ones i did um but the there was one about carriage and overlords that i really didn't enjoy that much um and there was the plague garden one i, I kind of lost lost interest halfway through so so I'm going to get back into that and put a bit more effort into uh into keeping in touch with the uh the narrative and the law because uh yeah it's 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 in a good place at the moment. So that's me. So how about yourself Scott? What are yours? Um for hobby stuff um I went well yeah changing from Nurgle so getting our made done as quickly as possible so I don't have to play Nurgle I'm kind of had enough of it for the time being and uh, I've got several choices I've done a fair bit of selling and buying over the last mm, few months um, managed to shift out a lot of kind of mixed crap that I had in the loft um, everyone seems to have lapped up which is great geeks buy everything um, if you price it right so that's good and I've managed to kind of upscale a lot of the the old crap into new crap that'll probably still end up in the loft and take months to get around to, but at least it's new and shiny now. Um, so 
a couple of options. I want to get something done for Six Nations, so that that's, that remains to be seen what direction that goes in. So we'll not we'll not go into that yet. But I've got a few we've got a few ideas for that, and I can get kind of started on that just now. Um, but I do have daughters that I want to try and get on the table. Um, oh. And uh, <laughs> having played them last <laughs> last week, um, borrowed leaves at the club, and my goodness. They are, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Who knew? <laughs> they are awesome, and they've got some of the best model ranges available right now as well. So I don't think it's a bad choice. Yeah, so it's just the, just the obviously the 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 threat, the, the amount of dice rolling, the kind of re rolls, everything. It was just like, I mean, you know what, you know what, you know about it. You read the rules, but then when you actually pick up the dice and roll it and see the effect, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> So that was fun. So I want to try and get some daughters on the table, um, and uh, you know, ideally, another army is, is, is a lot to ask, especially for my rate of painting things. So that's kind of ties it. The next one is just do do more hobby. I don't, I don't do enough. I you spend a lot of time looking at the internet and chatting to people and um, you know spending money on stuff, but ultimately not producing anything. So that's kind of what I want to try and do this year is get more done. Um, and that you know, that's not not just AOS. Stu talked about X Wing. I'm, I'm not. I'm been playing some X Wing, but I've got some Titanicus. I want to get stuck into. I've got some 40k. I want to get stuck into. You know, not not so competitively as as we are for AOS, but just just have some fun and enjoy the toys that I've I've, I've uh, bought. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that's probably me. Maybe final resolution is uh, qualify for Masters. I'd like to do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an ob- an objective for myself as well to try and to try and do that. Um, so, are you going to actually just build something and and, and actually paint the full army again? Because you, yeah. I know you did it with Nurgle and you did yeah. it with your uh, your flesh eater courts as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 the flesh eaters were the focus for the Six Nations two years ago. Um, Nurgle was kind of hanging over me for the start of last year, having picked it up at the you know this time last year, twelve months ago. But it was going to the heat in April that focused me and got my, you know, got my finger out and got that done for there and sort of tweaked it throughout the year. So that was that. That's kind of where I got to last year. But so I mean, I'm got tickets for the heat this year, heat two in in May. There's quite a few of us going down. Three of us on here. Woo! Yeah, camera. <laughs> um, and a few others. So that's going to be a big. That's going to be an awesome trip again. Um, so you know, something for there. Whether it be you know Six Nations, obviously in mind for that, but I mean I've got daughters a lot. I've got an army basically assembled. I picked up a, a fair bit, kind of brand new second hand, you know, assembled, um, and I bought some and built some myself. So it's it's kind of just ready to go and get get started on it. So it's just a question of doing it, which I'm which I'm rubbish at. That's pretty good. So are all three of you going to heat two then? We are. Yeah. yeah. This is the podium right here. <laughs> This is this is it. You see, this is this is what happens when you don't have WhatsApp. No, I couldn't <laughs> go to I couldn't go to Heat Two. It was a bit too close to um to Bobo, and I'm going along to Bobo, and um so I've I've opted for Heat Three. So there's a couple of us going down to that as well. So um and they all sold out like within a day, didn't they? So yeah, it was pretty good to get the tickets. We're, I was pretty all... shocked. I went on like lunchtime, I think, and Nathan, I messaged you. And I was still yeah. able to get a ticket, which I thought I thought I was yeah. like, "There's no chance I'm gonna get." A well, we were all we were all primed. We were all primed. Like I was, I was F five refreshing it. You know, seven fifty nine, seven fifty nine, seven fifty nine, seven fifty nine, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, eight o'clock. 
you know, as I was straight on and it was me and JP that picked up the four tickets um, for us. And yeah, the, the panic was, you know, I thought it might sell really, really quick. It was quick last year, but it wasn't lightning quick. And I thought, well, it's probably more popular 12 months later. Middle of the month, for that, I think that's what does it as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It might be gone by now. Well, 40k was gone really quickly. It went much quicker than the AOS. And it's, <laughs> so, they had four heats. How many How many tickets is it? Because I remember the last one say, I went to was say. 100. They don't say it now. No. The unless your ticket number says, unless your ticket says a number on it, I don't know. Yeah. I was quite late, I could always look. The, the, I mean, last year it was 88. That ended up, and that's with you know dropouts. I think they obviously sell probably about a hundred, I reckon. Yeah, I think they would be allowed to sell more than a hundred. I think that's their capacity, almost, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, I think every single one of the heats had dropouts, and I've seen a bit of a habit of everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people buying one for each. Because yeah. Warhammer World's refund policy is really good. Like, yeah, if you yeah, say yeah. you can't go, they'll just refund you. Yeah, oh, they're good like that. And the guys that are local can just, you know, pick it up. up even on the day and just rock up and say, I've yeah. got me a fancy game. Like, so, so yeah. yeah, can't wait. Well, that'll be good. Okay, then. So, what about yourself, Liam? What are, you, uh, what, what are your uh, resolutions and objectives Hobby. for you? Hobby paint less models. I don't less. Really, I've had a real, I think I'm the only person that had an extremely busy year last year. I think everyone in this uh, within the Scotland scene knows that I'd probably painted the most gorgeous straight AOS in the how year. Armies, how many armies did you do? I think it was seven or eight. Oof. I think we clocked it as Nathan was about 300 plus models I was on. Yeah, you were on about 130 more than me. And then yeah. I'd done quite a lot last year as well. What was January? Three. Last year was Fire Slayers at Tempest, wasn't it? Yep. Mm, bone Spiders? No, Bone Spiders oh, no, was like, last was, year. That was December, it. wasn't it? Yeah. They'd, gone, uh, they'd gone by then. They'd gone by then. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, eBay uh, name is uh, this one. <laughs> you, were, you were Fire Slayers, then you started copying my faction, because you went to <laughs> Zinch. And then I went you went Zinch down. with Slaves Darkness, then I went to... Uh, <laughs> What was Nargol. your Zeech again? I forgot. What was that? Yeah, yeah. I was Slaves of Darkness. It was the Fate Swarm. Oh, that's right. And I bought the Knights and that off YouTube. There you go. That's, that's right. clear out your cupboard for you. That's right. Uh, the the Nargol list is awesome. That Darren Watson's esque list. Yeah. The, well, that was later on. That was May. Yeah. That was April. Yeah. That was it. So I did a Storm. I did. Then I did the Stormcast, the Nurgle mix list that I did for then. Then I did the Six Nations list, which was the nine drones, and I did the drone strike. Oh yeah! In April, that was for Sterling, Storm of Sterling. Then I moved to the Archeon list for May for Aegon. Then took the uh, the broken drone strike to Six Nations. Then I did the death. And I did the Stormcasts straight off uh, between, went back to death again. And I'm kind of, well, I've built half a Deepkin army at the moment. And then, that's about it. Mm. And I've got a Nighthaunt army sitting in a box. So what are you going to do, though, if you're going to paint less? I'm, gonna, gonna I'm gonna painting do? less, but I'm going to try and up my painting skill. I, I definitely normally don't 
do as well. I, I know I have a better painting skill than I do. Uh, and I just want to obviously go to a better, a higher standard. No, obviously, I, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever reach like painting awards sort of thing and that, but I just want to be more proud of what I've put on the table rather than a last minute dash sort of thing. Yeah, I definitely feel like I can do that. Uh, gaming wise, hopefully, win an event this year. Jesus, it's coming second <laughs> five times in one, seven times in one year was harsh. Funny is the word you're looking for. Funny. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid. Always, Always the bridesmaid. Ah, oh, well, okay. So, what about yourself, Nathan? Um, I'm probably going to try and paint less but at the same time a bit more as well um so i plan on playing deepkin for the full year as far as i can make it so if i need to play something different for six nations then fair enough but uh looking forward to playing with them a bit more um still painting them up at the moment but one thing that i want to do is i want to paint all of my shadespire warbands or the warhammer underworlds i should say so I've still I've got almost all of them, and I've not got any of them painted. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to try and start churning them out and try and practice my painting skills. Um, going to be going to a lot less events this year, but I'm still I've got a busy first half of the year. So um, looking forward to the grand tournament. I'll be taking the deepkin there uh, at heat two. But yeah, just um, try and improve. On my painting skills I, i've been using a wet palette as well i just started uh using it before christmas so practice that a bit more and you've got some media aspirations oh yeah sorry <laughs> no, i completely forgot about that yeah i've got my youtube channel pretty much all set up and ready to go mm-hmm. um, i'm going to be doing photograph battle reports uh, similar to the Warhammer style, I know that you met Rob down at Warhammer World last year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah, similar to his sort of style of battle reports. Uh, gonna try. I I took my camera with me to practice games with Mike, and it's really hard to take photographs in a sort of tournament environment. So it's gonna definitely take some practice. Um, but I want to try and start making some tournament style battle reports with photographs talking over it after drawing on the screen and stuff, talking through decisions. And we don't really have many ages. Like I, I, I watch a lot of 40K battle reports, but don't play 40K. And the reason I do that is because the Age of Sigmar ones, I've not really found many that I've liked the style of. It's quite frustrating really been... as well, because they don't really know the, the rules very exactly. well, do they? They're, they're not competitively minded. Like the more hammer ones were great. Uh, they're very short and concise as well. I think the majority of them are less than 20 minutes. I'm kind of aiming for something similar as well. And the good thing about it being tournament ones is I could even try and get people on to talk it over after the fact as well and do like a kind of two-way thing if yeah. if it's possible and schedules allow. But yeah. um, I'm going to try and get that on the go by the end of February. That'd be uh, really good. That'd be really good. That's, that's what we're missing up here is more social media presence, I think. Yeah. Um, streaming and whatever, you know. I did a bit of streaming for computer games uh, years and years ago. So I, I know how to operate the software and stuff. So I'm not worried too much about it. And I think 
looking at it, it doesn't seem like it'll take a lot of time to edit it. Like, I could even sort the picture gallery out on my phone when I'm at work or whatever, and then all I need to do is get to my computer and start the slideshow and start flicking through it. So it, it, it shouldn't take up too much time, famous last words. Yeah. Um, but now that, that's going to be... If I've got a lot more time that I'm not spending painting, I should be able to get that done. Um, also, I'm going to blindside you with a bit of news as well. The reason my second half of my year is going to be a bit quieter is because I'm going to be a dad. Hey, uh, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, little one on the way in August. So, yeah. Looking forward to that as well. <laughs> Famous last words. Future team partner, you see there. Yeah, that's Thinking it. Thinking for the future. <laughs> oh, well done. Brilliant. So when's that? In That'll the be August. We had our right. scan today, so... Oh, yeah. yeah, very good. Excited. Oh, that's great news. Wow. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's going to be a priority for the second half of the year. So yeah, get your uh. Yep. Well, you don't even have to qualify for masters because you're the exactly. Master <laughs> <first> <laughs> <of a> year, <laughs> right? It's all been well thought out. This hasn't it? So. Yeah, planned it. It was all planned in advance. <laughs> I'll pop a bun in the oven and you win masters. We'll have a good <laughs> yeah. year. I'll. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Okay, well, uh, well, that's a good start, and that's some uh, some positive news. So, we'll before we get on to the the tempest side of things, we've got a couple of quick questions and things to talk around. Not too much this week because we're keeping it light. Um, the first one we've kind of half touched on there anyway when we were talking about audio books and things, but it was saying what's the best way to get into the law in AOS, and do we have any recommendations for reading? Um, I don't know. Do, do you want to start with yourself first, Scott? <laughs> wrong person to ask. I, I I can start if you want, or yeah. I mean, I can yeah. sum up my 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 knowledge is I don't read any lore for AOS. I, I, any reading I do is I do try and oh, stick films. to Warhammer stuff. No, not even that. I, I like you know go for the Horus Heresy stuff. The all oh, right, okay. You know, forty k, thirty k. I love I love that lore side of things. I don't really care strongly for the fantasy AOS lore <gasps> I'm honest oh, you know you guys talking about Gotrek and Felix I couldn't give a shit really to be honest so, <laughs> so, so moving on <laughs> <laughs> alright then well we'll edit you <laughs> we'll drop you Basically, on, we're from the page shocked. now that's it go on, Liam. Uh, we'll, we'll let you go I've Audible example uh, I downloaded it just uh, back in December as well after Nathan's uh, re- well listen of the Realm Slayer listen to that absolutely loved it he, I he does. He just he gives the he brings the character to life, which I thought was amazing. I, there's obviously other Gotrek books on there. I was maybe going to go back uh, Gotrek and Felix books there. I was going to have a listen to them. Uh, but yeah, Audible. It's like what seven pounds a month gives you a token every month, and you just seven ninety nine. Yeah, just gives you access to a book every month. Matters how quick you read them. You can buy more or not. Also, the Malin's uh, Portents page on. So if you just Google Malin Portents. It'll come up with the Malin Portents page, which has all the stories based on the Malin Sorcery section since uh, that kicked off last March, really. They're still available, actually. I was thinking about them, actually. Still, still available. Really, really I, also, short stories there. I also did say that I uh, obviously pushed it out to uh, someone that works at GW that it'd be awesome if they were an audible format. I would listen to them every day honestly like on the way to work sort of thing I story every day sort of thing it just fill up your time so much uh they're just great they like they, cr- they create so much 
drama and actual character on even characters that are so little or you won't see again they give such like a a deep a depth to what the uh, realms are at the moment because i think obviously when they did kick the bucket of fantasy and went to this we kind of got in a really weird place where the stories were very favorable to stormcasts uh and obviously, they were always the knights in shining armor, always winning. Pretty much most of the early books, they were always seen as being the be- the the best sort of thing. And I like how the more stuff that comes out now, it targets the other factions and even like gives depth to like obviously the Undying King gives a great. Uh, I'm just I'm just started that audible now. I'm about a couple hours in, and that's just great as well for uh, Nagash's story on how obviously he. Uh, chose to betray uh, betrayed uh, Sigmar and obviously try and fight Archeon on his own and then get his uh, butt handed to him uh, quite quickly and then obviously him trying to rise to power once again uh, within the realm of uh, Shyish and obviously how he goes about collecting, well he quite it explains that he like obviously collects uh, powers from other gods and there's obviously more than one god of death, but he's kind of ruling over quite a few of them now. Example would be Lady Olinda. She is one. Of the, she is a, a god of death from the realm of Shaiish, and she serves him. Uh, obviously, because he's now like the powerhouse by the no spoilers. The Black Pyramids uh, collapsing in Shaiish, which is a great uh, story. Yeah, it's good. No, it's kind I of, agree. Even even this. Have you listened to Realm Slayer completely yet? Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like even like the Skaven section is so, it's so well done. I feel compared. I, I again, I didn't like the Thanko book in End Times. Oh, I loved that one. That was I, um, Guy Haley, wasn't it? That was one of my I, favorites out of it. I, I, I found it. I found it hard to keep reading, sort of thing, through that book. I found like you could read like a page at a time, sort of thing, but I just found it really hard to. Quite often, if I listen to something, I'll listen to it from start to finish, or try, if I read a book, it'll be start to finish sort of thing in like a couple of days a whole weekend you'll just read a book sort of thing but uh i know i don't have normal time for now for books so audible format is probably my yeah. favorite uh no I'd, it's I'd also agree. garage hammer it's a great podcast i think still for quite a lot of the lore side uh, yeah. he goes quite depth to the uh, faction still when the army books come out i'd actually quite like to see what happens with obviously the goblin book if someone does a good read into that or hopefully they get a book soon explaining like the loon king and things like that i'd I'd agree with the the audible side i used to read a lot more than i do now um i tend to find that when i'm on holiday i read because i take i always take a book or two with me but at home if i've if i'm able to if i've got time to read i'm generally painting to be honest because i seem to have such a, a pile of painting to do so um the audible it just lets me listen to something whilst I'm painting. Or like you say, driving to work. Um, it's a half hour drive for me to get to work. So I, I just love sticking something on in the car and, and listening as I'm driving. So um, and when we're going to tournaments and things, we can stick it on on the radio. We made the mistake. The first one I got was, um, remember the very original Gates of Azir one? The one that came out. Yeah. When it dropped and it was pretty, yeah, it's pretty flag wavery. And it was a, a new a new world and unfortunately for the audible one that the voices weren't the best in that one especially for the chaos ones and 
I remember last time we drove down to an event in Spadge's car. Um, we had it on and we were shattered because we'd been up late the night before and, you know, we have to get the boat and things. And, and it was actually sending everybody to sleep. It was the most mind-numbing thing we've listened to, but they've really upped the game since then. So um, I think... And I think that the stories have got a lot better. Like you say, there's a lot more of a focus on other factions. Although the Realmgate Wars did that. They were, I really like the one, um, uh, the Fury of Gork one. Was it called? Yeah, the Iron Jaws yeah. one was really nice. Yeah. That was good. And, and then all the death-focused ones were good. And even some of the Chaos ones were. But um, it's getting they've... even more and more now. I, think that I do the, think um... they've gotten death the best. I think their death yeah. writing is probably their best they've done. Well, I think Josh they're... Reynolds is just just brilliant he seems to have created so many really really good ones and um he puts a lot of time on twitter and things into responding to people and and uh i think he's he's pretty much almost single-handedly uh created a really rich backstory for everything i think the eight lamentations ones i don't know if you ever if you read any of those ones I've read as the well first one. it's awesome they were brilliant yeah what, what about you gonna... then yeah so go on nathan i didn't i didn't really enjoy the realm gate ones as much like the realm gate wars the only ones i did enjoy were uh you know like the is it only the it wasn't only the faithful is it then oh the hallowed uh, knights one yeah the knights of vengeance one with manfred and oh, yeah. like that i liked that series that i had that audio drama but it was the first book that i read that i really enjoyed was city of secrets yeah the one oh, yeah, good that that was a great one yeah and um, I think, if I'm right, the Realm Gate Wars happened, and then it was like I think a couple of thousand of years has passed before all these yeah. cities have started to come about, and that's us now starting to see Life, mortal, mortals say, yeah. in yeah. the mortal realms. Um, and I'm enjoying these stories a lot more. So, I'm, uh, listening to Soul Wars, I've got the second of the lamentations still to read i've only read the first one but uh yeah the, i love the new books i love the lore sections and the battle tomes as well now they are yeah. really really good yeah i think the depth that's getting there now and yeah. you've seen the characters come back you were talking there about the the undying king one and then i'm in the soul wars one now and you just get these passing comments about the queen of the rictus and things like that which which leads you back to other books and stuff. So some of these, like Death Lords and like the leaders of uh, different armies and stuff, that mm-hmm. um, they're going to be where we were in in the old world with characters that we'd known for for like years and years and years. They're, they're starting to grow that way now, and I think getting a few more named characters in books would be quite good. Um, even even with the Stormcast, uh, Storm I know we've got one or two, but they seem to come through the box rather than through the novels like um, yeah the, the only named characters so far and, are Hammerheart yeah yeah the Hammers of sure. Sigmar yeah. I'd quite um, like to see like you say the Hallowed Knights get their own special characters and yeah it'd be quite they good they don't even have to release a special model they just have to create a war scroll it'd be quite nice definitely to be more themed yeah, yeah. but it's all definitely going in the right direction so there's a bit of waffle from us there but there's lots there and it's a positive thing now i know a lot of people found it difficult to get into it because it's it's a new world and you've been thrown into it and i think it was quite light on light on facts and depth early on but it's a different place now what three and a half years on so well if you want to get into a little investment because i know some of the black library books can be quite expensive see the 
um, the novellas. So oh, yeah. one of my friends, basically he loves the Age of Sigmar lore and buys almost every single book. Well, the, those novellas, he's given really, really good reviews. So I think you can buy them for like three quid or something, yeah. even from Games Workshop. So yeah. I would I'll definitely just go to a library. That. I mean, yeah, your local library. Also library. Stops them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they do. So, and if, if even if they've not got it in, remember, you just go to the counter and request it, and they'll get it. Yeah. So support your libraries. We still have libraries up here and good ones as well. I don't know what it's like in the cities down there. I can't remember <laughs> last. The last library I was at was at school. So that's kind of proven how far that's back. I'll show you a photograph of our library one day uh, in Lark Hall. It is uh, a boarded up waste ground used by junkies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> we spend loads of I take the kids to the library all the time. Well, there you go, you see. Different world. Different world. Okay. Uh, so that was really good. Uh, the next one's probably uh, just a passing one that we're not going to go into today. But. Um, it says that the the piece we did in the last episode, we got quite a bit of feedback on that actually, and we got it through Facebook and through through messages. So um, the piece that that we did, particularly yourself, Nathan, on the deployment phase, um, people have found it really helpful, and have asked if we can do if we can cover any other stages. So uh, there you go, a bit of positive feedback, and I don't know if there's any any phase that you you'd particularly be interested in talking through next time um, we don't have to do it today yeah no I, I, I think i was saying that the combat phase would be a good one to to talk through because it's probably the most uh nuanced phase after your deployment and movement and stuff so the shared phase as well it's a, yeah it takes both parties to do that phase more than most normally most of your the phases that happen in your side of a turn battle round are unique to you uh like you say the charge the combat phase is the one phase that you both get to do something in and back to backwards and forwards sort of mm-hmm. uh like you say knowledge of it's reacting. a lot more complicated as well now isn't it with things like realm of light deep kin doppelganger cloaks things like that so uh, speaking even smashing of realm of with iron jazz Speaking of Realm of Light, there's been obviously in one of the WhatsApp chats today came up of what how it's been interpreted that when you use the speed of light's command ability to allow you attack first, and it is your turn, that is you using up your slot for the turn order. Yep. You say that as a yeah? Yeah, it says yeah. you can't then pile in again later in the combat phase. I'm no, I mean, but sure. I, but I, so like, so it says your turn, you choose to use a command ability, you then then that's done. Norm, not how I saw it is you would go back to your normal order, so it'd go back to being you and then choose another unit. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. But other people are saying, because it doesn't say... It's because it's at it's the start. Not the it says it's at the start of the combat phase, and yes, I think what they're trying to... Sequence. Exactly, it's a different phase almost. Again, this is yeah. something that we could probably cover once we've had time to I think, think it through so. and stuff, but there there does seem to be a difference between the start and the combat phase actual. Yeah. So yeah. There's, uh, uh, there's three parts of phase. There's the the start, like you say, there's the big middle section where yeah. everything happens and then there's the stuff that happens at the end phase the end, the end of yeah. the phase that can't happen anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one to focus on. So anyway, well thanks for the feedback on that and yeah, we'll do something on another piece. Okay, so the next one is um 
somebody asking if there are any strong shooting armies and I think I think they probably are you just don't see them a lot so we'll, we'll maybe go around and let each person pick one one at a time um, uh, I'm thinking should I start I'll, I'll start and I'll say I'll you, you'll probably be able to do this as well but I think that yes I think that there's a lot of different uh, different ones I think Scryer's the um, a, a big one that I've been looking at um, that or the overlords but I mean if you look at, at Scryer and I think when we come to look at the Tempest lists later um, there's one in there um, in particular that I think is strong and is shooty um, so maybe well maybe I'll, I'll I'll probably be picking that as one of my lists that, that I want to look at a little bit closer so I'll say yes and Scryer at this stage um, what about yourself uh, Nathan um, what you? What's your what's your tip for a shooting list? Um, I don't think that it is wise to count out Stormcast. So they've got access to the anvils of the Heldenhammer chamber that allows them to pick a unit in the hero phase, and they can immediately shoot or immediately fight. Um, and they've got some fairly decent uh, shooting units, so. The blisters are all right. I think castigators might have a use. Um, judicators should be good on paper, unless you're Mike, and then they're not so good. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think uh, Stormcast could put some like they've got the mobility. You could deploy them off the table, deep strike. Uh, they've got things like the Vexilar, which can teleport them about the table. Relictors can do the same. Access to retreat and charge and run and charge. So they're always going to be able to... In fact, does the Heraldor let you retreat and shoot? No. Interestingly, no? Not only, no. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, you can still shoot in your hero phase and then retreat. Yeah. Like, uh, I played against Mike on Wednesday and he was trying out uh, a list in the Anvils and he had a unit of four Dracoffs in it. Never got to try it in the game, but that could be an interesting one. Like, if they're on the table and you can pop them to shoot in the hero phase and they do their mortal wounds and then shoot again in the shooting phase for their mortal wounds and then charge and do damage like that could be that could be pretty cool um yeah so i think stormcast have all the tools to make a competitive shooting list if we see the meta swing that way see see i agree uh, but one thing you didn't mention there at all was the old is it what was they called the vanguard Vanguard bunch. The Vanguard Paladars. That? Paladars. They What's might be all right, actually. Well, they, I mean, they've got like the long strikes. They've got the hurricane. They've got those other yeah. crossbow things. Yeah. And, then, and they've got the aether wings, which are cool. Yeah. So, I mean, but you don't see them that often. Again, we've got one of their lists. I think they're uh, still quite expensive when you compare them with the other for things. For wounds, they're expensive. Yeah. For yeah. a wound count, they're. For a four up armor save and wound count, they're just not worth it. And a lot of their and... abilities rely on them not moving. And in this meta, you just can't afford to not move. There's too many things move fast and they'll get you if you can't move. I think the equivalent of those uh, those raptors, the ones that were um, that came out, if you drop it out the sky and you've got those big, not the long strike one, the other yeah. version. They reduce they the charge range as well. They could absolutely obliterate something if they dropped out the sky and shot, though, couldn't they? Yeah, the judicators... Can... Judicators ones do pretty much the same. Do they? And they're uh, battling. Cause, yeah, because they do four okay. shots if they stand still. Yeah, uh, KF7 about 40 of them or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
The crossbow, a unit crossbow judicators with the sky boat bowl, or the shock boat bowl as your yeah. special weapon can put out a lot of heart if you drop it offensively. So uh, they've definitely got the tools, uh, okay. and they've got they've got the biggest model range in the in the game as yeah. well right now. So yeah, they also have the best ally pool. Well, yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have everything in order, which opens up quite a lot. You can get like repeater bolt throwers as well if you still want, and things like that. Not repeater, high up bolt throwers. They're almost growing to the to the the stage where. Uh, each of the chambers could be their own allegiance, aren't they? Where you well, could only lie in other chambers rather Let's than um, because so. it's going that way. If you look at like the um, you had the the vanguard wing, well the vanguard guys, whatever they were called. Then you've got the extremist chamber, and you had the um, you've now got That'd the Mason Sacrosan- Yeah, that would make probably. my day. Yeah. Okay. What about what about yourself then, um, Scott? Um, I mean, we haven't seen them for a while, but I, I don't know. And it's obviously, points went up in them. But bone splitters, cunning rock, is that still yeah definitely. doable? Um, it, it's something that chucks out a lot of dice. I'm trying to think of volume of shots rather than sort of quality of shots or dice, you know. But um, I, I haven't played against it, and, and you never really saw it up here that much. You think you had it briefly, didn't you, Liam? But um, or you went more for kind of boars, didn't you? We never, we never really saw a proper maxed out shooting ruck up here. I did. Paul, I think Paul White had. Did he have one? Didn't he? he did did we, uh, when I played it, they altered it so that you couldn't have the unit of 40 anymore. So obviously mm-hmm. it was better, smarter to have the combat unit as well as the 30. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Mickey Myland played it, I think, at one of our events as well. North Invasion last year. Yeah, okay, did, yeah. well, there, there we go. That shut me up, but um, but they've I haven't seen them for ages. Everyone's kind of gone off them a little bit, but mm. yeah, lots of dice because they yeah. get the reputation. Yeah, I mean, it's, get a reputation uh, of your opponent sitting waiting for because again, as much yeah. as like Doc get whinged up for how well they do it, at least they're doing it in a phase where your opponent could almost do something back. Uh, when you get shot, you can't do anything back. I played yeah. against someone with a cunning rook every single week. And it was boring for them. I think it was probably more boring for them than it was for me because I was at least in that, right, okay, let's see if I can break this down and beat it. Whereas for him, it was just a case of moving forward and rolling a crap ton of dice, which sounds fun at the beginning, but when you've played a five-game event, your back's absolutely breaking because (laughs) you've been doing nothing but roll like... Your your event almost becomes about how to maximize your dice rolling capabilities in the middle of the game. <laughs> Somebody wants to have a conversation with you. You're like, hold on a second, I'm counting dice. Thirty-one of thirty-two. Yeah. So I I think that's probably the only downside to the list. It's still good. Um, you can like a lot of the heroes, big meaningful heroes, don't get the minus one to hit anyway in the game right now. So you think you could do a moderate ruck that. <laughs> still, still has a. Yeah, well, the has, version Liam had was the list I played. Yeah, because yeah, it had all the boars. But everyone keeps saying, "Oh, you know, whenever a shooting meta starts to reappear, well, don't go full out max shooting. Can, can you can you do a little tiny ruck that?" The has problem enough... is, the ruck is about a thousand plus points on its own. It's all. a big point sink. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you're 140 per ten for the uh, the ruck other unit. 
Oh, do you need the ruck? I mean, they, what, they shoot twice anyway, don't they? No, that's what you need to make them shoot twice. Yeah, the ruck lets you pick a unit to uh, move it's, or shoot. It's actually probably a lot better now because you can still stack that plus one attack on it, which is stupid. I mean, just, just, just rolling stupid amount more dice, but you used to have enough shooting not to decimate everything, but just to pick up a few things. But you only need to have the one unit of thirty, and there yeah, are one unit of thirty takes a couple off of normal things. ones. Yeah, like one unit of thirty is enough. It's still a lot of dice, though. Like, it's still what two hundred and forty dice if you don't stack the bonus attacks per turn if you're shooting yeah, but, twice. So, like, but but what, are they two shots each, basic. Two shots each, basic, yeah. So, yeah. Do you, so do you need the ruck? I mean, is two shots each not enough just for a little taster? No, because they only hit on fives. Yeah. You need the plus one hit from Brutal Beast Spirits to make it fours. You get the re-roll all hits if you're lucky as well from the other one. And there's all these things that you have to stack to make it worth as well. Also, yeah. damn terrain's not anymore, I think. Yeah, that's true. what used to make it really good, that and that's what I like. This one, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. You, took, you lost a model if you're unlucky. Uh, I guess a lot of rerolls. The the thing with the ruck was more its movement ability, wasn't it? Like the it, uh, being able to move in the hero phase, then move in your movement phase, and then shoot let you get yeah. somewhere that you couldn't normally get because they're only range eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like they're if you're if you're starting like you could backboard edge against it if they didn't have the ruck, but with the ruck like in some decent rolling, you can you can uh, get to the middle of the table after movement and still reach them. Uh, probably actually right now they're meant on the you, realms. You could buy a, a temple of skulls. When we were saying uh, the temple of skulls, oh, yeah, that's, that's the old band. So there you go. Is that, is that, is that got the rule? Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the old wording on it. <laughs> Do you know in the realms they might not be half bad because they've got some decent wizards, don't they? Like the maniac weird knobs, a yeah. decently priced wizard. Yep, he gets a reroll once per game as well. He can get mm-hmm. an item that gives him plus one to cast after he's cast a spell. You can roll if he rolls a double, he gets to cast another spell. Yeah. Uh, he also got Wargog the Prophet. He's got a. He's got. He can cast a, two. He can cast two. That's pretty much. Uh, Fungoid Shamans can be allies. They can cast two. Uh, once per game now, still. You can make a unit fly as well. They've got basically and the, the glory, hand yeah. of Gork. Yeah. If you roll a, tri- a double, it's triple their movement and fly but it's only in the movement phase that one so you can't use it on their current yeah. move, which is pigs pigs may fly if you play uh beast claw and uh, bones Four, sorry. 42 inches is the furthest i had my boar unit move i think bone splatters are a fun unit and you shouldn't waste it with the ruck is what we're saying <laughs> they're a fun army well look at grant fraser's army i love that i've, I've yeah. had a couple of practice games with that that's good uh, one talk people through what that is Oh, you I need it. to go find it now. Have you got <laughs> list? Or, or you, well, should we look at it when we do the? Yeah, we'll look, we'll look at it when we do list. Yeah, yeah. That's because... Liam's pick. There you go. That's Liam's destruction pick. Okay, so what about you, Liam, for a, a shooty, a shooting tip, shooting army? There's actually a lot there. There's a lot. Mixed order is probably still hands down one of the best shooting armies because it gets the option of everything, the adaptability that it can do. Because you can have as. Byron Orders example plays it. You have really tanky heroes that hold up your opponent's army. You shoot them off the key pieces you need with your battle line options and heart renders and things. Free guild. No one up here wants oh, to play yeah. it, I think. Well, free people. Nobody wants to play it up here. I think it's the model range is too old for people yeah. to put hundreds of them on the board. If you already had that army, I think there'd be more people here would uh, in our local meta would have it. 
Uh, again, Ross that played the Conan Rock before he looked at it, but he just didn't want to spend that much money on old models. If they got a getting started box, I a lot yeah. of people will be all over them, honestly. Yeah, the, Griff, the Griffin, the Griffin, the crossbows, and the uh, free gold box set in one box. I'd be sold that for 50, well, 55 or 60 quid, whatever they're going up to. I'd be sold on that. Yeah. Well, maybe actually you need another thing in that box, but there's different things. Yeah, you uh, could Demi almost Griffs. put a Hurricane, a Hurricane in there. It's not you? their allegiance, that's a problem. Ah, uh, right. It'd be okay. second to their, uh, but a Griffin, the Griff Knights, and two units of the 10 guys, the Free Company or something, that's bargain there. A lot of problem is, is it's still old kits that just haven't been updated to have rounds of them either. So you have to, you've not just got the buy the models, but you've also then go spend buy a hundred twenty five mil bases, which from GW directly is actually quite a hefty price to pay at once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, mixed chaos again still have access. What would you say would be good? Good from mixed chaos. Mixed chaos, you can still have skyfires as much as people mm-hmm. don't like. Don't think they're good. Ungor Raiders. Yeah. Because they get to do a free move before the game starts. So they stop all this list that just come in deep strike. You can just push them off your objectives turn one. Uh, Scryer stuff is again still optional because it can go mixed chaos. Uh, but again, I still think Skyfires are quite worth. A lot of folks don't think they're worth their points as much now, but the unmodified six is still quite nice for the mortals. Just again, their combat capability more than anything else that they do. Uh, but we'll see what happens with the next few books out as well. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's an answer to that. There are there are strong shooting armies out there. So, and it's a good time to to build one probably. Um, okay. So before we go on to Tempest, then um, we've got one quick last question, which was about how do the does this person go about making the bases look better without spending ages on them? Um, bases, well, my bases are pretty easy. I've, I've got various ones for different armies. I think GW have a really good basing guide, actually, that's quite useful. But the easiest way, I do it quite an old-fashioned way. I just spread PVA glue on the on the base, dip it in sand, when it's dry, wash it black, then wash it brown, then stick some bits of grass on. It takes no time at all, really, and it looks all right. My latest arm in my Sylvan Effa, I was at a beach and I found a load of little stones on a beach and brought a big tub of them home. And, and again, I just stick them on with PVA and then a bit That's like feft, ballast. You know. Sorry? That's theft, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> Not having it. And then... <laughs> and then... uh. Once that's dried, it's a bit like ballast with model railways. Then put really watered down PVA over the top of that to bind it all together. And then again, put, I don't know, clumps of grass or flowers and things onto that. But none of it takes very long. Uh, Some people, I mean, they can use cork and all sorts. How do you go about yours? What about you, Scott? What do you do? Um, I've done cork in the past with the flesh eaters again, and a bit of sand as well, just kind of break up the terrain i'm not a fan of kind of pure flat cork i think it looks a bit like a you know it's just too flat for me as always put a little bit of sand on it um again some dilute pva to, to lock it in place before you can then get stuck in sort of dry brushing it a good rough dry brush um 
for the Nurgle army, I went I went really quick just for speed, and I just used the technical paint, you know, the crackle paint, GW, a grill and earth. Um, again with a bit of PVA beneath it to help kind of break it up. It kind of pull helps pull it apart, where it helps it it just cracks more with on top of a PVA. Um, and a, and a, a bit of dry brushing on top of that just to um, give it a sort of highlight rather just being the flat colour. Even a, I think I chucked a bit of Agrax in there as well, just just trying to create a bit of depth on it because it's still quite mono coloured when you when you use it. That's that's all I've really done to be honest. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 thinking the same things, just trying to maximise efficiency. You know, try and get best look for quickest yeah. result. Really, there's so many products out there, aren't there? From yeah. from various companies. Uh... The army painter stuff's good. The the foliage and the the grasses and things you can buy in tufts, and you don't even have to have a pot of static grass anymore. That you you have to sprinkle onto clumps of PVA. It comes pretty sticky, and you just they're like little yeah. clumps. The, old, uh, the GW Middenheim ones are pretty good, actually. The old purple heather. Oh yeah, yeah. I've gone, I've gone with that for uh for my silver effort. I put a take on that. Um. I think it, I can't remember what the company were called. Um, I don't know some American eBay. company. Get them on eBay. Yeah, get them on eBay. Kojima or something they're called. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, but yeah, um, what about what about yourself, Nathan? What do you what what's your uh, recipe? Uh, I kind of stole part of Liam's basing recipe and then added a bit more to it. So I like to use cork now, but I will rough it up. So I'll get like a thick grain cork and then I'll take chips out of it so that it's not flat. And then I'll try and do like two layers. So like a big flat bit over most of the base and then like a second tier. And then I'll get bits of cork bark for a second texture to like stick somewhere on the base. Add a bit of height to it as well. And then I get the Games Workshop texture paint and try and level off the gradients because, like, just cork on top of cork and then on top of a base can be really sheer. So I'll, like, get the texture paint and try and, like, level it up so that uh, it's blocking off the sharp drops. And I like to paint my models with bright colours and because of that I like to try and make the base dark. So I like to have the base black and then dry brushed grey, and then I'll put a spot colour to tie in with the model on the base. But for the most part, I don't want the base to take too much away from the model. Uh, I'm, at the moment, collecting Deepkin base accessories from the, the boxes. So like I, I bought uh, 20 of my thralls from Kev when he was selling up all of his and he offered me at the time i'm pretty sure he said he was selling the base decorations as well and i was like that's nah, fine i won't use them and uh i've not been able to find them for sale anywhere since he sold his so i'm uh i've reached out to a few people on twitter and i'm getting a few of them just so that i can put that spot color onto the base as well but it doesn't take long to do cork with super glue um stick a couple of bits of cork bark down and then like a little base accessory and you can dry brush them up in like hours. It doesn't take long to do like a full batch of them. So yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Oh, that's pretty good. So um, maybe uh, 
Maybe you can tell us. Spoilers now. Everyone steals mine, yeah. dude. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> You're the one who actually does the work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my bases have been pretty much the same throughout the year. Uh, color changes, but I've pretty much used uh, cork sheet, super glued it to base, kind of made a shape sort of thing that I want, obviously, the model to either stand on or sort of. Uh, obviously, my fire slayers had like a really nice. Like it looked like loose sand almost. I use the astrogranite debris. I guess what's called the really the big tub, the thick one, uh, the thin one. I think thick one, one of the two. Uh, obviously, matters what texture you want. It's de- yeah, it's definitely a thin one. And like I use like a like a sculpting tool. Obviously, create like lines. I created lines in it to obviously look like it was loose sand, uh, which obviously kind of looks and then kind of like a desert plain sort of thing. Uh, then I quite quickly uh, on that basis, then just sprayed it with Zandri dust, dry brushed it with two colors, uh, applied it Agolin Earth as well on some patches, like obviously either near in the sand that then weren't covered by the debris or on the actual cork sheet that I've put on top, and then like just dab it with sepia in the cracks to give like a really deep uh, look, and then added dried uh, grass tufts as well, like or burnt grass tufts, it's known as. Uh, that's for them. The uh, same sort of basin design for my death as well. And obviously, it's instead of the Zandra dust, they just sprayed black, dry brushed uh, two greys, the Astro Minotarum grey. And then uh, either I try and normally do like a, a bluish grey, and then I do the ghost grey, the art army paint or Vallejo one. It's probably like my favorite paint like ever except from teal uh but that's and then again instead of the sepia then in the cracks i put uh neilac oxide but i'm way to experiment with them before this weekend and i'm gonna try for my deepkin i put mixed gulliman glaze with realistic water i'm now gonna try and do it with neilac oxide so i get like a really like pale ectoplasm color and I'm going to cover all my cracks on, like, my death bases with that. So it looks like it's, uh, like, pools of souls, sort of. Look, that's, what I, that's an update I'm doing. And then, as I says, that marker pen, the edges, that gets the army done, bases done so quick. I also base all my armies separate from when I'm building armies. Like, my, when I paint models, they're on separate bases. Uh, so, I like, spares, I have, like, 40s, 50s like everywhere like on my there's a like a literal tub on my uh table that is just full of bases that are either sprayed white gray that have had models super glued to them uh for painting and then i do the bases separately in like a large batch uh kind of normally do all the bases like in a day or maybe two mars on so like a, a day of building them then letting them dry and then spray them leave them for an hour and then start the dry brushing and they're normally done and then put the models on put the finishing touches also use uh, like crystal or glass, uh, like real like shards of glass, like crushed glass. But it's like colored, so it's like I've got like an amethyst purple one, and I've got like a ruby red, and normally put them like PVA them onto parts of the base to give a pop of color uh, to the to the basin as well. Had that on my uh, Stormcast army, and my Fire Slayers had the amethyst purple ones, so it's good. Yeah. Can I touch Again. on something there that I think is a quick thing that people can do to make their armies look better is rim the bases. Yeah. If there's one thing that you do 
paint the outside of the base black or brown or like whatever just Probably, because yeah because so often you see lovely painted models and then you can see the paint that's been put on the top of the base down the sides it takes away it distracts that's one thing you could do to like it's really quick to do as well yeah yeah and Probably. there was a tip there was a tip last episode from uh from from liam about uh, a, a special marker um to use for that for rimming so uh so give that a look as well so if you got a job done right come to liam for a ribbon there you go <laughs> did you and pick one that, up Stuart? no i didn't because i got i got promised one for christmas off liam, i tell so you still, you're gonna I'm be sick waiting. and tired you're gonna be sick and tired of the rim in the time we play our game <laughs> yeah I've, I've i got... told you to send my year dress i'm not santa i don't know where you are so anyway that's an hour in and that takes us to our tempest section so what we're going to do is um well um we're going to get around to we're going to go through each of the alliances and we're each going to pick our favorite list out of each of the alliances and maybe have a few words about that and and discuss it what what's good about it what's not if we just like it because of its narrative or its theme or whatever then that's fine or if it's because it's strong that's fine and then after we've done all that we'll maybe make our predictions for our top three each and see if we get an agreement but before that do you want to uh say a few words scott about the event and where we're up to and what people know about it yeah no worries so um obviously it's coming up this weekend so last weekend was the deadline for getting the lists in um didn't quite sell out all the tickets that were available there was 46 um basically sold uh well there's 40 players that's including my spare player so i've got there's, there's 40 lists in the pdf that's now been circulated as of uh yesterday you can get that on well the links to it on twitter facebook tga um that's probably it so the lists are all there um 40 players, so as you know, five games over two days, just standard. Now, the, the, the idea is one pool per round, so uh, all pools will get used, and then you're randomly rolling which pool it is for which round, and then within the pool, you're randomly rolling to see which mission it is within the pool. Um, all the realms are in play, so all seven realms, um, and they've all got pre-selected realmscape features, so... Not quite as random as per masters, but <clears throat> more in line with kind of other events that we've seen over the last sort of six months in AOS two. So that's the kind of basics of it. The scoring, um, again, per the same as masters, we're running the thirty tournament points for a win, for a major win, fifteen for a minor win, ten for a draw, which you never see, five for a minor loss, and zero for a major loss. So thir- thirteen, fifteen, ten, five, zero split. So Major wins is, is to kind of encourage the major win rather than the, the VP minor win, so to speak. Um, there's, a, there's, there's a few soft scores in there, not as much as previously. Um, this is probably the most vanilla Tempest I've run, um, being, being the fourth one. So you get 10 points for your list in and 10 more if it's correct. Um, you get 30 for your painting and modelling. So that's basically you, you hit the standard or you don't. Um, so we're looking all painted. We're looking all kind of coherently painted i've not said three colors in the pack because i think that's maybe a little bit outdated now and you know there's that's not really what the aim is to be coherently painted and to a you know a basic but reasonable standard will get you the points it's not to try and 
get golden Debra armies out there. Um, so that's so it's relatively easy to hit those fifty bonus points, um, and that makes it two hundred and offer one hundred and fifty from gaming and fifty sort of soft scores. The um, the way it's going to be ranked is um, obviously tournament points total, but then on the first tiebreaker is going to be strength of schedule. So again, the same as masters, and the second sorting if it's needed. Um, no idea if it will or not is going to be net VP. I've, I've put that in the pack since day one, so I'll keep it in just now. Um, so that's your VP scored minus your VP lost. So that's the rather than just being VP scored, I've gone for the net. So there we go. Um, it's going to be running on tabletop.to software online, so everyone can log in, create an account, and um, track their tournaments in there. You don't need to have an account. You can still take part in the event without an account, but then you know you don't get to track all your events if, if that's what you want to do over the year. I think we'll see it more and more um, up here. don't know what other guys are planning to do for TOs, but um, I'll certainly going to keep using it. I tried it at Masters, and it was pretty good. Um, everybody can see the lists. Everybody can see, can see the draw, the rounds. Um, you know, it's rather than being one single spreadsheet on the TO's laptop, it's, it's now across the, the internet in the, in the cloud. So, how do you put your lists and things in there then? Well, you can upload them, or I I did it the past for masters just because it's it was sixteen. Them I'll probably try and do the same for these ones. To be honest, you, you you can upload a text, um, bunch of text, or what I did for masters is take kind of PDF screen grabs, or you know, uh, what's it called snapshot where you can just take a segment of the screen, um, yeah. and just you know make it a JPEG or whatever it is, and I've uploaded them. That's what I did. So you get a nice kind of format picture. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I did previously. So that's the plan again. I'll, I'll get, get into that this week. And I've I've always used Warscore myself, where it, it runs a bit like a, a spreadsheeted system. So you put your different columns in for what you're going to score on, um, and then it auto-draws. Now, and I know you're auto-drawing everything, but in terms of yeah um you, your vps do you do you have the same sort of thing where you have fields and you click on the player you say a little bit. they had a major or a minor what they scored what the vp yeah, so was and stuff i've never used war score was it you said you called it yeah that's I've what never, I i've never used, used it. it i've never tried it i know a few guys have used it you and mike and maybe a few others but this is all tabletop.to has got preset scoring recipes so there's about six or seven now for AOS in there that you can pick. And they've called it like South Coast GT, uh, GW Heat, blah, blah, blah. So some of them are sort of 20 points for a win. Um, you know, 2010, 2015-10, 5-0, you know, things like that. So it, they're all based on that spread and and they've got different ways of tie-breaking it. So some are based on VP, strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. So there's there's quite a few recipes in there. The one I've picked isn't quite in there, and it, you know, this pack was written before I was really getting stuck in the tabletop. To I didn't really want to change it, um, although it would have been easier to. The, the closest one that's in there is the community scoring one they've called it, and it's it's the just the one that just plays guys talk about. That's they they like the thirty fifteen ten five zero as well. Strength of schedule, primary, tiebreaker, but it goes immediately to, um, I think it's. VP scored, and then it goes to extended strength of schedule, which you know I could just use, but I've actually been in touch with the guy that that admins tabletop.to just this week. I meant to do it earlier, and I wish I had now because he he's he's happy to create like a, I said, oh, can you create one and just call it a Scottish community scoring or something like that with my recipe in it. 
and at least we can edit that if we want to in the future. Um, and he's happy to do it, but I think he's going to be travelling this week, so he says, oh, I might not get it till, till the weekend in time uh-huh. for your event. So I was like, oh, well, fair enough. I can I can always run it through day one, day two, just because it does just sort by, t- by tournament points for the, for the rounds, and it and it'll yeah. be clever and not because you're going true Swiss, aren't you? Until exactly, the last day. it goes it goes true Swiss, or you can tell it not to, but it but you can tell it to do that, and I, and that's what I want to do, and it'll stop any duplicates as well, so it won't you know you won't play the same person twice. It knows that um, as it's doing the random draw. And it's only till the very end that I'll need to then dive into the spreadsheet and probably get my net VP put in there, um, but that's quite quick, and I can I can do that as I go along, you know, and just have an extra ten minutes at the end to to sort of triple check it. So that's that, that's a bit of diversion, but that's the plan using tabletop.to software and get away from the pure the pure spreadsheet, which um always makes me nervous. Um and yeah, that's it basically. So it's um yeah, it's quite straightforward, I think. So can you what about the, the breakdown of a list then? You've done some stats at the beginning. Do you want to talk people through that before we before we look at the lists? What yeah. sort of uh what sort of things did people put in? So forty lists, obviously. Um, the the obviously one everyone goes straight to is what's the Grand Alliance breakdown. Um, I don't think there's any huge surprises in there. They tend to be dominated by order or chaos um, in, over the over the year. But it's yeah, there's twelve chaos, there's nine death, there's five destruction, and there's fourteen order. So order's the most. Chaos is not far behind. Death is not too far behind there. You obviously we see a lot of death armies. Destruction's hanging on there. Um, five out of forty is probably about right, and <laughs> for averages, is it? I think. Um, but within those factions, there's 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 quite a nice spread. Um, certainly within destruction, there's there's no uh, duplicate faction in there. There's one beast claw, one bone splitters, one destruction. There's a gloom spike gets, which we're delighted to see drop through the the inbox um, from Duffy, who was. Uh, I did say please bring them, <laughs> so he did. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one Iron Jaws from Mike as well. So destruction is nicely spread. Um, chaos is probably most interesting. Maybe yeah. there's, uh, there's there's four corn armies in there, so that's the that's the top second most common overall. Um, so that was quite surprising to see. Um, we've not seen them do amazing things up here, and I don't know if people are ri- maybe written them off a little bit. There you go, four corn armies. There's two scryer armies, so they can do a bit of damage on their day. Um, two slanesh armies, who are obviously people getting ready for the new book that may come soon, we hope. Um, one Brayhard, one Legion of Asgore, one... Oh, actually, that's a, that's a mistake. It says Slaves Darkness in there. It's actually the... It's John Craig's one. It's a um, Fist of the Ever Chosen from... Uh, what do you call it? The... Campaign Firestorm allegiance. Yeah, Firestorm. So he's he's uh, he's it's a slaves list, but it's fifth they ever chosen basically. Uh, and there's one zinch in there, so no Nurgle, which made me cry a little bit inside. But there you go. They've kind of had their people had their fun from them, I think. Um, Death has got a good split. So in the nine lists, there's two flesh eaters, two grand hosts, two sacrament, one blood, one knight, and one night hunt. So. The uh, obviously dominated by the uh, legions of the Gash book, but a decent spread in there. And there's a couple of nice lists, a couple of hard lists, and a couple of nice themed lists in there. We're going to talk about later. Um, an order, so the number one choice 
for the faction for the Grand Alliance, but number one overall as well for individual faction. We've got good old Stormcast Eternals with five, which yeah, again probably a little bit of surprise there. They're always going to be around. I didn't think it's thought they'd be the most popular, but there we go. Three Deepkin, obviously, uh, folk jumping onto the the bandwagon there of uh, Nathan's triumph, maybe. Um, a couple of Seraphon, a couple of Sylvaneth, one KO, which we haven't seen them maybe too often recently, and a Draconis rounds it out. So, yeah, quite a good spread, um, but no daughters. Shock horror. There we go. Yeah, that was it. They've hung up the Spurs. Yeah, that was the other shock. So, um, uh, The last stat that I've got in the list PDF here, there's a few more that I did, but the last one is the kind of endless spells. So we've got um, quite a few, quite quite a good variety of endless spells in there. We've got a purple sun. We've got a Taurus for the uh, the beasts. We've got a Ravenax gnashing jaws. We've got two of them, in fact. <laughs> yeah, they're so difficult to cast, and they're not that grand. And I really, I just don't see it, me. I don't. I, I remember Eric brought it um, to the last one, and I think he got it on the table once. Because is it a seven to cast? I think, it I think it's a seven, and. I think the lists that have got it haven't got bonuses to cast either, so... Yeah, I think it was kind of a theme, a theme one. So there's 26 endless spells in the 40 lists. Um, two portals in there, so the same number of jaws as there is portals, but the top four is probably fairly predictable. Cogs have got most. There's five cogs. Three bale winds, Three pendulums, which is actually pendulum. You don't see them. Maybe so often. Three Geminids. Okay, no surprises there. So, and um, we've got a Scrap Scuttles Arachna Cauldron popped in yes. there as well. <laughs> so, good to see that. And a Purple Sun. And a Purple Sun. And a Comet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a good mix of them. Um, I think I think I put on, off the top of my head the other stat was number of command points. That's always nice to know. And there's a total of forty, so a nice average of one yeah. per list, but. Obviously, not everybody's got a command point. So, but no. the most the most you see in a list is three, and there's there's two people with three command points. So, so there we go. That's that's just a wee quick bit of static. Yeah. No, it's exciting. Uh, for, for Ashley Jones is actually it. on an eight. It's an eight, is it? It's an eight, is it? <laughs> it's once it's on the board, it's impossible to get rid of. Pretty much, that's hard to get rid of. Yeah, I suppose because you need to roll the nine out uh, naturally. Yeah. One uh, thing I remember was uh, when they had the designer's commentary on it, I remember watching it on, um, on I think I watched it on Warhammer TV or, or maybe on their podcast. I might have listened to it. It was designed, that model, so that you could put the caster inside it. Mm-hmm. And the idea was always that <laughs> it, you were gonna, you'd, you'd summon it with your little caster and then you'd yeah. place him within the jaws and then move it around with him in it. And I thought that would have been so thematic, but obviously some of the people who were going to cast it are too big to go in, so I think I think that was one of the issues in and 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 um chipping paint and whatnot and I don't I suppose it just went against the the predatory spells nature but I thought also the size of a normal jaw they actually as well just yeah. so you... oh is it is that right yeah I like it I, I do like it but again it's it's not an easy one to cast and um and uh. I, I don't remember being overwhelmed by the damage it did either. Only D3, uh... yeah. Yeah. Should make a D6 or something. Maybe. It's because it gives yeah. the rerolls. That's probably why they've made it so hard to cast or whatever. 
I, I honestly think they've made a mistake with it, but it gives you reroll ones to hit if you're within range of it. No, that's the no, that's the head. That's the is spell. it? What does the burn? Yeah. What does the jaws do then? Uh, any after each, no. uh, after this model moves, each unit uh, has uh, models passed across, or each uh, other unit that is within an inch when it ends suffers D3 model wounds and traps one from bravery until the end of the battle round. Oh, not worth it. Flies and moves well, well. Crap. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's why the burning head. Yeah, the burning head's the one that gives you the rerolls to hit. Right. Okay. We don't see that enough. No. I think um, Spadge brought that to an event last year. Um, again, I don't. Yeah, think I don't he... let him cast it. No. Yeah, nobody let him cast it. I don't think. Poor. Uh, that that was the fungoid shaman. I think trying to get that out. <laughs> Okay, so how are we going to do this then? We'll start, well, we might as well go through it in order of the... I've got mine as a little booklet here from your army list. So we're starting with the chaos. So if each of us pick our favourite, we'll start with you, Scott, because you're pretty neutral. Is it, Do any of the chaos ones stand out to you? Which one? As in whatever definition yep, I think for of. For whatever reason, yeah. <laughs> what, what, which one jumps out to you? We'll talk about the um, the... The filth later, the the efficient and the the top three, um, as, as in our predictions. But but what jumps out at you in chaos? I think it's got to be Lee's um, the Slanesh list. I'm, I'm quickly flicking through them. The it's the one I'd probably not just because it's Lee, but it's I think it's got the most interesting models for me. Um, I'm sure there's filth in there because Lee's not going to play anything that's not got a power in it. But he's he's obviously gonna have well I don't know if he's gonna he probably one of the new fiends actually because he's got he had a bucket load of old ones didn't he so yeah he's all the old ones twelve old ones yeah yeah because he played for I think an old forty k army so um but obviously they've got new war scrolls so you know a nine fiends I'm interesting to see what they do um I love demonettes and I'm not a I'm not a, a fanboy of the you know the Diaz whatever ones I'm not they, I'm not so fussed about them I, I love the plastic GW latest ones to be honest um I've got I've got quite a few of them. Myself um, and and the exalted demon we love, like that's the best one of the lot. Kipper. Yeah, the big uh, break, well, the dreadlocked Forge World model, which I think he does have, doesn't he? He, he does. Played yeah. It. yeah, yeah. He's Spad just been uh, um, bathing his. We've seen pictures of her having a bath <laughs> this week. <laughs> All so, right, cool. So Excellent. he's been uh, he's been painting. Too long for TV. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Pay per view. <laughs> What was it you said? Yeah, yeah OnlyFans. That's the one you said. Yeah, get on OnlyFans. It's supposed to be a nightmare to build, is it? I think it's supposed to be like about two hundred little individual spikes or something to put on all over it, and yeah. the dreadlocks. You know, if you want to get a nice flowing look, you've got to bend them all and whatever. You got to hair dry them, yeah. Yeah, quite, quite a challenging model to build, I think. So, well, um, I know he's having a half day tomorrow to paint it, so he'll no doubt be <laughs> listening to this while he does it. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it does. I, I've, I've not looked at it in any great detail, um, but yeah, there's obviously a little bit of power in there, and and, and more to come. I don't know if Lee's Lee's getting ready to park himself on that this year or not, but um, yeah, there we go. That's mine. So do you want to talk? So he's got the exalted. He's from Olgu. Um, Sorry, yes. the list itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exalted great demon slanesh. Um, the trait, the devotee of torment. I'm not sure what that does off the top of my head. Six inch pile in. Six inch pile in. He's got the artifact. To pile in when it's within six as well. So it doesn't have to start in combat. Yeah. That's always good. He's got he's... the rend three blade, hasn't he? 
Is that Dimensional Blade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be nasty. Um, he's got the... So he's Hostess Pretenders. So that gives him the second command trait. Uh, Allure of Slanesh. Again, I'm not sure what that does. But he's got the Chaos Sorcerer Lord. So that's always a good buffing piece. Um, Herald of Slanesh on a steed. So nice and quick. Two times 30. Demonettes. Five Hellstriders. Five Hellstriders. Um, and nine Fiends. So he's got he's got a command point in there, so he's got a little bit of flexibility. Obviously, summoning's a big thing with Slanesh now, so I don't know what he's going to have in his box, but he can uh, probably rack up some depravity points with that army. Needs heroes alive, so that's his issue. He yeah. is quite light on them. So the Exalted did take a little bit of a hit, didn't it? It lost a um, lost a little bit of its. I think it lost a pip of its save, didn't it? Lost the armor, yeah. Yeah, that was his biggest loss. It's still probably the best exalted, except from the corn one. It's not expensive either at four hundred and forty points for um, for these big big models. I don't suppose. Yeah. Yeah, when you compare it to a mock crusher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be taken. Yeah. So I've actually played against uh, this list um, last week. It was also my pick for ones that stand out. It's a great list. It's really, really good. The Fiends are awesome. Uh, they took off a unit of six eels and won combat with only, I think, four of them in range. Really? Five. Yeah, oh. so they're stingers. They're threes and threes. Rend one. He gets to reroll hit rolls of one while he's within range of a demon hero. And against one wound models, they do one damage. Against two to three, D3. Against wounds four or more, D6. Oh, wow. So they just take off an eel per attack almost. <laughs> they're, uh, they're brutal. Things like Carnoth Hunters, eels. Even against Stormcast, having two wounds, or two yeah, to three yeah. wounds, and they're doing D3 wounds each, they're going to take off sequiturs fairly reliably as well. If you can get through their save, they're, they're good. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a strong one, isn't it? So, have you got any others that stand out for you, Nathan, or is is that your is that your um, pick? That that was my pick, but I do like Sean's Sorry. list as well. No, no, that's fine. I, I like <laughs> Sean's list. I like the slave, the um, fire, the fire slayers. Legion. What are they called? Yeah, Legion of Asgore, Chaos yeah. Dwarves. It's a cool list. Have you played it's against got the this? Blend. Uh, played against the weaker version of it um, when he had the Lord of Change and something else instead of the... He's got like the, the Plague Rats that can give him reroll wounds, is it, Liam? Is that, is that oh, plus, yeah. one plus one to Sounds him, yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, it gives him the plus one. Um, you can stack it. For the Kadai. Oh. Because that was the one thing that they struggled with, getting, getting the hits through, because each of their attacks do D3 damage, so... Yeah, they hit okay, they're hit on freeze, but they wound on fours, which is the weakest mm. thing. So yeah, his list's quite choppy. It's good. Yeah, it's good. What about yourself, Liam? What's your pick in uh It's gotta be, it's gotta be uh, the champion from last year. John Bayless's. I just I've played against it a couple of times. Uh he's, yeah. we've we've had a couple of chats since we last played about altering the list uh to what he's got now. Uh, which I think is definitely the stronger version of what he had. So obviously previously he had the Bloodthirster at Masters, and yeah. then dropped the Bloodthirster for 30 blood letters and tried that. But I just said, 
you need something that causes a threat more like with the demon prince of corn he's took a different item than we talked about uh but he's went for obviously a, a more choppy version he's took in the raffmongers like i said because it'll make all these people with like nagash a lot of elves to bit of dirt to watch what they're doing because they can't not attack so if you're stuck in combo with them you're gonna have to hit them the same with like the example if john bayless comes up against that exalted demon She's piling attacking twice and she's killing herself. You know what I mean? Definitely. She'll kill herself straight. Because she gets no save against the Ren Freeblade. She'll just take herself straight off. So do you want to talk people through what he's took? Uh, so he's taken uh, his Corn Allegiance uh, for the realm of Olgu. So a Demon Prince of Corn as a general with Slaughterborn. I'm not positive what Slaughterborn is. I think that's a, your wound rolls become mortals instead. If I'm right, I'll check it out. Uh, he has Sword of Judgment as an item for him. He's a Blood Secretor, uh, a Slaughter Priest with Talisman the Watcher, which was another item we said to switch. He used to have the Chaos Sorcerer Lord in before to give him the reroll ones to save on the Blood Warriors, but I was like, your Slaughter Priests aren't going to go in combat anyway. Just take Talisman, and it's promised for every combat phase as long as you uh, keep him alive and out of combat. Uh, he has three slaughter priests uh, with bronze flesh. Obviously, one is a talisman. He has Gaunt the Summoner uh, as an what ally. Does bronze flesh do? Uh, four plus up, one plus save, one save. Yeah, yeah. Plus one save, and that stacks so, as well. Yes, and because uh, so he's got thirty blo- uh, blood warriors with Gorax and Gorefists with three Gorglaves in that unit. Uh, one, two, four units of ten blood reavers, reaver blades. And then five Wrathmongers. He's also got the Gore Pilgrims Formation, which has the Blood Warriors and two units of Blood Reavers and the all three Slaughter Priests and the Blood Secretor. For every Blood Slaughter Priest in your hero phase that's within eight of the Blood Secretor, it increases his bubble by six inches. So for plus three of them, so it's 18. So at full power, it's got a 36 inch bubble that you reroll successful casts and he gets plus one attack and immune to Battle Shock. Oof. Yeah, Slaughterborn. Sorry, Liam. Slaughterborn reroll generals failed hit rolls in combat phase. There you go. Yeah, it makes Sword of Judgment even better, doesn't it, really? That's kind of. Yeah. It also has. uh, So the Gold Programs also lets you reroll failed prayer checks. So uh, pretty much a four up reroll for the Bronze Flash then. But they also have Bronze Fest push, they have their own get him over here or D6 model wounds uh, to a unit within 16, which is amazing. Uh, and obviously the Bill win to just power up the Gaunt the Sumner. It's actually it's just a really nice list. 30 Blood Warriors on a one-up save reroll on ones. Uh, every successful armor save they get, they roll a dice on a six plus, you take a mortal wound back. So yeah. on a one-up save reroll on ones, they ignore pretty much rend one. Ren 2, they're going to probably get through. The only list that they, cause them... Uh, yeah? You sorry, I was just oh. asking, are they two wounds each? Or three? Two wounds each, yeah. Two wounds each, aren't they, as well, yeah? So a 60 wound unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a horrible unit, I remember. I but remember now it's also better it. because of Wrathmonger has given them extra attacks. Also force mm-hmm. your opponent to get extra attacks, which that if they're within three, which then also makes your chance of rolling the Armor save pass even better. Yeah. No, it's a strong list. It is. 
it's uh it's definitely gonna give some people some problems and also uh the corn demon prince gets plus one to hit built in for being corn so his sword of judgment goes off in fives (laughs) twice as good (laughs) okay well mine um well i'm gonna go with one of the scryer lists um just because i think that they're going to be really strong scryer with all that shooting all the mortal wound output um i'm going to go with paul's even though sam's is probably easier to talk through i'm hoping that one of you guys knows what some of these things are because i'm a bit lost on one of them but he's he's got the arch warlock um as his general um and then he's got a couple of engineers he's got three units of three storm fiends i'm assuming he's got the the what gauntlets or whatever they're called does, yeah, shock. the yeah. warp fire projectors yeah and they just do automatic mortal wounds don't they you don't roll anything you just 2d3 roll... yeah yeah so that's 63 um in each in each unit is it yeah yeah so that's that's just horrendous 18d3 mortal wounds because they just pop up don't they a certain because they can come in from tunneling they come up yeah. and then just delete what they want to delete basically which is horrendous. Then he's got two warp grinder teams. He's got three warp fire thrower weapons teams. Two gout fire scorches. Uh, clans. Oh, gout fire scorches. The actual formation. Yeah. Formation is it? That's and the then, the clan scryer, and then you have to take two sub sub formations. Yeah, so that's are, right. Yeah. So it's one. So that's three hundred and eighty points, though, isn't it? Yeah. In in formations, which is pretty hefty. But yeah. Um, so that makes it a one-drop list, which is horrendous, really. If you can think about those Storm Fiends, uh, that is an alpha strike and a half. So I think that that's, that's going to hurt a lot of people. It's not as good as it used to be, because now when you're in combat, you have to shoot what you're in combat with, yeah. which allows people to, if they bubble correctly, you can force the Fiends into... If you want them, if they want to shoot at your your juicy target, they have to put themselves in range of something else that mm. then they get stuck in combat with, which means they can't shoot at their target. Yeah. So, um, how are they in hand to hand if they've not got the? Not bad. The fours and fours. Two fours damage flat. Two damage yeah. straight. Yeah. Four. Taxi. So it's not like you. It's not like you can just throw a unit of ten skeletons or some real chaff into them because. They're just going to wipe them out in the combat phase and still get to shoot who they want. So you've got they to put did, some meaningful into them. Yeah, they did fix that. They're uh, they used to obviously use warp stone to power up their combat attacks. I think they've altered that to only affect heroes now. I'm right, Nathan, or you? I have no idea. Is that the <laughs> they to, Yeah, they used to be able to obviously. Then they would just go, "All right, I'll double the damage," which means you'd be so say four wounds got through. All of a sudden, be eight. Because obviously you get eight, but then they would go, oh, well, I'll add one to that, so it's like straight. Uh, they get double damage, so it just goes straight to 16, which was crazy. But I think they altered that. Wow. So there's my pick. Um, again, it's it's strong stuff, and I think that Scryer are going to see a bit of a resurgence this year. It just needs um, to as... hope total commitment doesn't come up. Oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be a real pain if it did, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh... Yeah, so so for those that didn't know, um, 
turn one is game one is total commitment in the realm of beasts which is so, it's a real shame because that's 380 points of his list to do something very well and it then can't do it if, if he doesn't who's he against game one what's he up he's against? against ross against ross. ross's ko against the ko so he's gonna get shot up yeah. um, but it's worse it's worse if he does lose for whoever he plays on game two um yeah, I mean that one's out of the way, so you can easily go four four wins after. Oh that. yeah, definitely. I think you, uh... you never know. You might you might you might get lucky with. Game yeah, one. you never know. Um... Depends how Ross's ship deployments go, I suppose. And I mean, it's tough. It's, it's tough for both of them for total commitment. I think with the four the four wide objectives. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The the boat can kind of sit on one for Ross, and then a chemist sits on the other side, and the rest of the army just walks forward and shoots. Mm-hmm. The problem is that model, he, can though, reach, isn't it? he can reach the whole table. He deploys the boat on the 12-inch line and then deploys them out of the boat three inches forward. Then he can do, is it a run and shoot turn one or something? With yeah, that run formation? and shoot turn yeah. one. Yeah. So he can do a run and shoot with the uh, Arcanauts that are going to be plus one attack on the Skyhooks. And then oh, a six on one unit as well. He's got the grappling hooks on the riggers. It's going to be tough. It's like shooting yeah, rats in the barrel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's also yeah. the auto the auto six run now makes that so much better. Oh yeah. I played against Andy at Agon and he had that potential. It's terrifying. You need to just bubble you need to measure pre measure out of the six now. Such a big range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Paul. I I think he'll Please, still do well. my daughter. I think uh yeah, he'll still do well. I think I find put... a way to lose as well. Sure. <laughs> in my assessments, I'd I'd put him in the top ten when I yeah. looked over the list. So yeah, I think he's he's going to do well. But okay, he's just submarine now. That's kind of what he's going to do. He's always going to be on the lower side of, obviously, the Swiss as well because he'll be, uh, just going in the second game. He's going to go against a loss. Hopefully, yeah. he plays someone else that either just had a bad matchup. And he plays someone that's quite elite. The problem is, there's quite a lot of armies here that don't like total commitment as a mission. Yeah, it's, it is it's the a tricky worst one. mission for him. It's the bogey mission. He's getting out of the way round one. And let's be honest, in the current uh, makeup that he finds himself, it is a four-one list easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would have put him in the top ten comfortably, regardless yeah. of his, his first matchup as well. Yeah, I really good so. list. Okay, so moving on to death. Um, back to yourself, Scott. Have you got a standout? I'm looking at these. I'm I'm gonna pick again because like I love them. Which one? Yeah, here we go. Adam Rawson. I know you. This will be a favourite of yours, Stu. But ah, it was my favourite. But it's okay. I'll talk about uh, another one. No, I'm sure I can go on. I no, no, it's all right. No, one. no, go for it. I, there's <laughs> another one I like. Good, good. I think I, I thought I think I know which one you're going to pick. That's why I picked this one. So I think I know um, as well. So I'm going to pick it next. <laughs> <laughs> going to me next. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> you can edit the way, edit the order yourself, sure. Um, so yeah, Adam Morrison's Legion of Might list yes. purely, really because it's got uh, Vordry in it. I think I just love Vordry. I think he's yeah. he hits like an absolute train. The model's fantastic, um, and he's built a pretty decent list around it as well. I mean, it's not. He's got 15 Black Knights in there. 
So the full list, uh, Manfred, Mortark of Night, uh, Vordry, Necromancer, a White King on the Steed with the Tomb Blade, 40 Skeletons, 2 times 5 Dire Wolves, 15 Black Knights and Cogs. Um, so, I mean, I'm not a death player, I, can't, I don't know the intricacies of this, but I do know that Vordry hits like a train, Necromancers are good, 40 Skeletons with a Necromancer nearby are amazing. You've got some Wolves thrown about the place, you've got Knights, 15 Black Knights to do their thing on the charge, and you've got cogs so you can get into people quickly. Manfred, um, yeah, I don't know much about him, to be honest. Yeah, he's a bit of a weak link. He's, he's good, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like him and I like playing with him, but uh, he's overcosted at the moment. He could do with a, or a better save he needs. He's just a, a four plus save on the Mortax, and only 11 wounds isn't enough. Um, this combo, it is good but Vordry wants a big punchy hero in combat so that he can get the best out of his command ability well, that's it. and you don't more, really it's want va- it's a vampire yeah. or a zombie dragon isn't it it's what's scary yeah whereas um, Manfred really wants to go in and finish something off he don't want to be he don't want to have gone through a round of combat to the next hero phase to be having that put on him if you see what I mean um, because he can only use his Vordry uses his command ability in the hero phase to make another hero pile in an attack extra. But if Manfred's been in a round of combat and not killed something, he's in trouble. So, I mean, it might get him out of a, a tricky spot, I suppose. Um, and I do like I like both of the characters. It's good. I mean, the thing for me, the White King is is the one for me. That White King build is it is phenomenal. So what does that it, do? That's gonna. I mean, that's the the. It's a base three up, and then his Legion of Night, so it becomes a two up. You're putting it on, um, you're putting it on scenery. It's a one up. He's got the Smoldering Helm on it, so that his rebounding attacks, doing mortal wounds on a four plus. So yeah. if he sticks that into a unit of, I don't know, demonettes, or into a unit of uh, witch elves, if they Gallons. were, if they were anything a thing, that's got no range, yeah, doing a lot of attacks in him. No, then okay. basically yeah, half yeah. of those attacks are going to cause mortal wounds back on themselves and he's got a one-up save so he's not going to actually take that many because he's going to have his death save on top of that so he's going to have a one-up six-up um it's it's a really good model that 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 i spoke to him about it and and um it's it's a good little a good little build and um you put it in the right place you don't it's never going to do a lot of damage because they don't do a lot of damage but they, they can frustrate your opponent so much it's a great little great little model but yeah i like i like that one as well oh. would you have taken the cogs there because you play you play bigger units and black knights like that don't you liam and this this gives him the ability to bring three on in ambush as well so from any board edge as well as deploying things in the grave so I don't know about cogs. I'm not hundred percent on it. It's quite expensive, and just I, he just does have a wizard that gets it off easy. Uh, as much as it is, I would be if it was me and you wanted the cogs there. You either take Arkham, but obviously Legion that you can't. You take Reichnor as a, 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 a ally for one hundred and eighty. Uh, the... He's still that's the night haunt like horse guy. Yeah. He can wound himself to give plus three to cast. I think. Yeah. Okay. Which is immense sort of thing, and that makes that on a four. Yeah, the gas level, I think. 
Uh, or if you take a, yeah, you take a corpse cart to give you the plus one as well. Yeah, That'd probably be the way. But then you're having to drop something out, aren't you? I suppose for that and what you're wanting to to lose, it's Manfred. Yeah, <laughs> very much. That's Manfred for uh, if you would drop Manfred, you would then take uh, well Mars. If you want, you could take a small vampire lord because uh, obviously you wouldn't be able to fit Reckoner on the drag the. Then you could take either more skeletons, or Graveguard, or uh, other stuff that you fancy, Corpse Cart and things like that. I think it'll do all right. I mean, it's his first outing with it. I know he's, he's still finishing the list. He's just uh, sent some pictures, actually, of his Black Knights he's just finished. So he's, it's going to be his first time out playing um, with the army. I'm going to have a game against him on the Friday night, and... He, he, we're going to school each other. I'm playing Sylvaneth and he's playing yeah. uh, Death, so we're, we're switching armies after a year playing each other's armies, so that'll be quite good. Um, but I think he'll do all right. I think uh, a couple of a couple of tournaments and you get the feel for it and you, you get to know what can do what where and he'll tweak it uh, how he wants it. Okay, so who was next? Um, Nathan. Me. Me, me. Yeah, go on, <laughs> go on. You can pick it. Uh, Rich Morley's leader. <laughs> hey, there he goes. <laughs> no, but I think I've picked it for a different reason from you. Okay. So, Rich is the guy that's traveling the length of the country. It's coming. From, he's I think he's actually traveling further than me. Yeah, for instance, which is yeah, it's a good effort. <laughs> um, he also just recently bought a bunch of my Legions of Nagash stuff. So his general is actually the Lord Executioner he's bought off of me. That's All where right. I wanted to pick it. <laughs> so his <laughs> list is Legion of Blood, Realm of Shimon, uh, Lord Executioner with the Order of Dark Majesty, uh, Majesty as his general, uh, Vampire Lord on Mount, or no, he's Flying flying Horror. He's got the Gildenbane, which is the artifact that allows you to nullify your opponent's artifacts. Really good. Uh, and then he's got another Vampire Lord, five direwolves times three, ten blood knights, ten blood knights, five blood knights, five blood knights. It's awesome. All the blood yeah. knights with plus attacks have at it. Yeah, it's good. I'm wondering if it's proper blood knights, in which case, hats off to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, uh, is, yeah. I think it... I saw them at Dorset Masters. I think they are. Goodness me. Awesome. There you go. Oh, yeah, this was the list from the, this was the Dorset Masters. Dorset Masters, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Fair play to him, traveling that far with a cool army like that. Is he coming up on his own as well? Is he making that trip on his own? Yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, fair play. Is he friends with Gary Marshall? Is that right? Is it him? Yeah, Yeah. I think, I speak to Gary, I think they're sort of friends through a friend. Right, okay. Um, I think one one of the other guys that's coming, I think it's Dan Ryan, who I'm sure I've played at, was it Northern Invasion he came to? There's a couple of events that's... Well, there was one event that a couple of Gary's mates came to, and I played one of them, and I'm sure he's coming back up. So there's all that, yeah, that thing, I think they sort of, yeah, basically friend of a friend sort of thing. So, um, but he's also taking up the the pro painted swag for me. He's the ah, good. he's the mule for the he's the mule <laughs> taking up all the swag from from Matt, um, pro painted Matt. So I'm hoping he makes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's getting the train up because uh, I was looking or I asked him about handing off the stuff to him at um 
Tempest, but because he's getting the train, there would have been no way for him to realistically transport it. So I'd imagine mm. he's going to be carrying a lot of stuff if he's bringing up your swag as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, over to you then, Liam. Favorite death list. Mm. <laughs> Is it rude to vote for yourself? Is that a... <laughs> boo? <laughs> it had to be. You'd you want to do that. that? Go on, go on, do it. Do your own. Anyone but just own it. Do it. Well, we just leave me to the top three chat. Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got second place. Come on, what do you like? Secured. Surely you, li- you like something someone's done. I like JP's list. Uh, JP is probably my. Uh, Second favorite. Uh, <laughs> That's not what you asked. <coughs> Go on then. It's definitely. Uh, I, I like JP's list. Got? I think he's he's uh, got Legion Sacrament. He's got uh, Arcan, uh, the Black as uh, General uh, with Fate of Vigor as his spell. A Necromancer with Overwhelming Dread. A Vamp Lord of Flying Well Flying Horror and uh, with Val Transference uh, with the uh, Azer Bane Standard, which is the within six is minus one to wound. And Order Wizards re-rolls successful casting. Uh, he's got a Guardian Souls one, Nightmare Lantern. Uh, he's got 10 Chimrasps, 10 Chimrasps, 5 Direwolves, uh, 30 Grim Gas, 30 Grim Gas, and 10 Black Knights. Uh, and Cogs, with obviously the Command Point to spare. And so the same list he's been playing for a while now. I think he's been, he's been playing since about Aegon. Yeah, well, Aegon, he changed the list, so he, he's played it since the Aberdeen event that he came up for. Is that the same list as that? I wasn't sure if it had changed a little bit since then. or It's the same list he took to the Aberdeen event because that's the one I played against. Uh, I don't know if his spells have maybe changed. Mm. Uh, it's a solid list. Uh, it's obviously got high level of Grimgas, which is obviously probably the strongest death unit at the moment uh, to take, because why wouldn't you? Uh, I do think he might Again, things like Arc example here would be is things like Arcan Necromancers that with a non with like you say a, a lack of shooting meta, people get to play it, get away with just playing one Necromancer now because we don't have to really worry about shooting as much because that's obviously what used to be would be you'd have to take two so that you actually have uh, Van Hells by t- on turn two because normally turn one you'd lose a, a, one or two of your heroes straight off to shooting, uh, but lists like this get to exist at the moment with quite Arcan as a general same with uh yeah. what Adam Ross's list have in Manfred. They just have these really soft heroes. because uh, they are soft. When Rend ones uh when when say like maybe twenty five percent of your opponent's army shoots and they're hitting fours or threes uh with Rend one or uh, no Rend, they're gonna take them off. They or take them down to a point where they don't actually do anything like Ar- like Arcan and Manfred, that they take what three wounds and then they lose their first level of power, and then they actually have to go kill something normally to actually get any wounds back. Yeah, that character and overlords list we were briefly discussing earlier. Um, that I mean, that's gonna do some horrible things to some of these, uh, some of these squishy characters, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You, you won't want to be controlling any Martark with a, with a Caradron list in front of you, really. Not with the bodies either. I think that's what does it more for JP because he's got the he's got a grim gas for which KO hate because they ignore rent. Uh, they kind of get around it that way. 
same obviously for most of the death. Pretty much, what does every death army here have? A Nighthawk unit, except no, the the flesh eater courts don't. Adam and yeah, everyone else. Adam yeah, and the legions ones do. That's it. Yeah, every other army uh, has access to one. Uh, to an ethereal unit, which is probably the key thing in the game at the moment. Yeah. Okay, well, myself, um, there's still some interesting ones in there. Um, I'm going to go with uh, with one of the Flesh Eater Courts, I think. I'm going to go with Luke's, uh, Luke Whiteheads. He's got the um, Crusading Army uh, from Gur. Um, so he's got the Ghoul King on Dragon for his general with Majestic Horror and the Grip Feather Charm. Um, he's got... Uh, a ghoul king on foot, the flayed pennant, and then he's got two ghast courtiers, 40 ghouls, 30 ghouls, 10 ghouls, 6 horrors, and king's ghouls. So the king's ghouls is, um, if I remember right, because I played, I'm pretty sure I played this exact list two years ago at Aegon, um, and king's ghouls make you immune to battle shock in your own territory, territory. Yeah. yeah, in your own deployment zone, so it's good in some. But in other ones, like the uh, the hero ones, where you're in the little box in the duality of death, it's it's not so great because you don't want it to be in your own territory. Uh, but yeah, that's a it's an interesting one, and I think that with the so let me get this right, he's got the Ghoul King on Dragon, so that one will allow him to bring on any courtier, and then once you've got a courtier, you can you can buff and uh, so he's is six horrors you'd imagine it'll bring on either the big horror courtier or a vargal so that you can keep that alive um and then the ghoul king on foot will pull in extra ghouls um and then the two ghast courtiers will keep the ghouls alive so yeah it's uh it's interesting it does it does what it says on the tin i mean it's it's got two extra command points there um it's quite a lot of bodies, quite a lot of wounds. It's going to heal fast, uh, unless you you do get rid of those characters, and it's going to start off with with more than more than what you see there on the piece of paper. I think maybe the other Flesh Eater Courts one, um, James Marshall's one, has the potential to bring more stuff on. Um, but yeah, I quite like this one. I did play it in the past, and um, it, they are quite resilient. That unit of forty. If it's if it's in its own territory, can be troublesome. Um, I used <laughs> I used Arkan. It was when when Arkan convinced me he was good in that one tournament where he he cursed the years off two two great things. That unit of forty ghouls was one of them. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a good fun list, and yeah, I wouldn't mind playing that. And I think that they're going to get a new book potentially, aren't they as well? Or some kind of a supplement with the carrying mm. empire. So I think that one to look out for. So Luke's been playing them for years now. I know he used to use his Stormcast, but he must have been running those those ghouls now for at least two years. So that's death, um, which leads us smoothly on to destruction. Not as many to pick from this time, but you still get first choice, Scott. Really? Well, it's really got. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we've not got much many options here, so. I'm going to jump straight on, or boing straight on to the one um, Duffy's list. 
So it's got to be the gloom spike gets. Um, I mean, we, the models are out now, the book's out, they're amazing, they look amazing. There's obviously a lot of interesting things in the book that we'll see over the coming months, but he's gone for uh, Scrag Rock the Loon King as his general. He's got Hand of Gork in there, so that's going to be useful for teleporting something around to cause some shenanigans. He's got the Fungoid Cave Shaman, who's changed a wee bit, but he's got Itchy Nuisance on there, so that's going to be... That makes you fight last, I think, doesn't it? So that's a that's a tricksy spell. Um, that'll, that'll cause some havoc, I think, with uh, some combat. Maybe if you can get it in and keep it alive. Uh, he's got Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squig with Loon Stone Talisman, which is five up mortal wound save. Uh, he's got 20 stabbers. And I, I just noticed a mistake here. It says 10 fanatics for 140, but that must be five fanatics for 140. So mm-hmm. I need to tweak. Tweak that on the list and make sure he's bargain. not taking ten. <laughs> um, so five fanatics, you know, it's yeah, they'll, they'll be annoying as well. Um, Fifteen squig herd and three herders for two hundred and ten points. He's got two of them, um, which I think uh, become his battle line choices uh, because uh, is that right? Is a squig or the general make that anyway? It must unlock them as battle line anyway. He's got 10 squig hoppers, 10 squig hoppers, one mangler, and a squig rider stampede mm-hmm. um, formation, which is the hoppers and the mangler get to re-roll their movement, which make it slightly more reliable, um, particularly the mangler, because they can cause some damage. And he's got cogs, and he's got scrap scuttles, arachnid cauldron. So it's going to be just interesting to see what this does, and... He, a message to me, he does have a, a loon shrine he's been working on, so we'll get to see that in action as well. Um, and just get to see these guys at the table, see how they're doing. Um, the the Erector Cauldron looks, you know, it's pretty flexible. That gives you the access to all the lores, all the spells from the Moon Clan lore. So, you know, there's a bit of flexibility in there. He's, I mean, there's only two wizards in the, the army, and they are little goblins, so they can be killed, obviously. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's not got the big unit of stabbers that you might expect to see um, from other lists, but I mean, it is only one week after the book's out, so he's he's very much going with what he's got ready, I'm guessing, with a few add-ons. Um, the Shrine and Scragrot and the Spell, probably, is what he's adding in, so um, yeah, it'll be fun if he knows what he's doing with Squigs, so he did pretty well with them towards the end of last year, so let's see if he can take that into the new book and Take some names. That'd be, that'd be my choice. And it's a lot of wounds, actually. Goodness me, 164 wounds. That's not bad. Yeah, considering he's not got big units of uh, of Moon Clan, like the Grots. Yeah. Actually, that's probably counting 10, 10 fanatics, though. So maybe take some wounds off that. So <laughs> it's definitely five fanatics for 140. So. <laughs> okay. So what about yourself and Nathan? Um, For destruction, we'll go with Mike. Because I pretty much wrote the list about a year ago. <laughs> he said it himself. Did you paint uh, it as well? No, not this one. Uh, he's uh, he's done a, a lovely job painting this one. It's been all over Twitter, and he actually beat me. That that's the first game I've lost since Masters uh, against fucking Iron Jaws. <laughs> so uh, we played on Wednesday against the Iron Jaws, and they're looking really really nice. Uh, I've got the list just here where is it so it is realm of heish 
Megaboss on Mockrusher, and he's got the Ironclad trait, which is reduce the rend by one. And he's got the Mirrored Curious, which is a five up mortal wound save and any six reflects damage back. Aether Quartz Brooch on a Weird Knob Shaman, which allows him to get his command points back. Uh, Auric War Chanter with the Boss Gear. The Boss Gear gives plus one bravery within. I think it's wholly within 18 now. It may, may be different. It may be within 12. And uh, gives your enemy minus one bravery if they're within the same range. He's then got another War Chanter. 10 Brutes, 10 Ardboys, 10 Ardboys, 3 Gorgrunters, 3 Gorgrunters. And it's in the Iron Fist and Blood Tooths, uh, which is a one drop formation. Gives him a D6 move in the hero phase. Gives him a Realm Gate to put on the table. And whenever it's on the table, it gives his whole army plus one to charge and plus one bravery, or plus one to run and charge and bravery. Basically makes them a bit faster and a bit more reliable. And also his bravery is like plus three, and in Realm of Death with Eternal War, it will be plus four, potentially. So it, the the one weakness of the army is their bravery. These multi-wind models that can run away to Battleshock tests is always a pain. But it's a, it's a cool list, and it's painted really nice. I like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, what about yourself, Nathan? Uh, Nathan, sorry, Liam. <laughs> uh, mines would be uh, Grant's, uh, Fraser's. Uh, he's got a bone splitter's army. Uh, it's from the realm of Volku. He's got a maniac weird knob as a general uh, with a warmonger. Uh, he has brutal beast spirits for its spell. He has another maniac weird knob with the wargog mask uh, with bone crushers its spell. So the wargog prophet with the mystic war paint and uh, squiggly curses its spell. He's got a wardock with the hand of gorka mark. He's got three units of ten boar uh, maniacs, two units of five, uh, which is in the snagaruck. Uh, which is quite a nice formation. Uh, then he has Gevinids of an um, Aether Void Pendulum, Purple Son of Shaish, uh, Ravnik's Gnashing Jaws, uh, coming out in 1990. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. So what does the... Uh, you used to run this formation, didn't you? No, I've never yeah. run the formation. The Snagarok oh, is... Uh, it's all the Boar Boys, and it's the uh, two Maniac Weird Knob Shamans uh, if you're within 12 inches during your hero phase of an enemy unit and you're within, I think, 8 of a shaman, you can uh, char- make a charge roll uh, if you make it. Uh, for every model of yours that ends within an inch of your opponent uh, on a 4-up, they take a mortal wound. On a 1, you take 1. All right. Well, obviously, okay. that comboed with the Wargog Prophet's command ability allowing you to pile an attack in the hero phase is quite good. And then, obviously, Boar Boys, Maniacs already piling twice in the combat phase because they attack and then the end of the combat phase they get to go again in your turn <laughs> oh right. that's quite if there's any left they normally don't live that long they're kind of they're very, very fragile only yeah. having a six farmer and it's a lot to invest in spells isn't it i think it's you just don't want to paint anymore <laughs> i think it was more fair, it was. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough <laughs> uh, he uh, did obviously he did he did have a fungoid shaman in it before but obviously uh, as the general allowing him to then use its command ability to retreat in charge uh, as well, but obviously that got altered with the new Git mob book. So he had to, well, the uh, goon spikes, so he had to change uh, last minute to that. 
no, no, it looks good, and I, I'll look forward to seeing it. It looks a nice army as well, another yeah. well-made one. And he's uh, this is this his first tournament? I've not it's met. first independent. First independent. I've not met Grant yet, so that'd be good to see new face. Okay. Well, I, I'm pretty sure you'll have all pegged me for having this one. So I've gone with Mark Strawers. Um, so <laughs> this is from Gur. <laughs> And you'll hear why at the end, I suppose. So it's a, a, a war boss on Wyvern, um, which is Ravager, and he's got the Griff Feather Charm. Um, he's got the Fist of Gort there. He's got good old Gordrak. He's got an Arachnorok Spider, three tens of Savage Orcs, and he's got a Dreadmore and Soul Share Snare Shackles. So, yeah, it's just it's just like big stuff that is going to come and hit you. And it's a Dreadmore, so there was no way I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I could not pick it. So it's a, it's not the model it was. The rules of it's really been tamed down, and at the same time, it's it's gone up in price, which I think is a bit of a travesty. But um, it's still good. It, it's it has changed. It um, it's now got a shooting attack, um, and it now has a a flat movement rather than random movement, which is better, and it can tunnel under models now whereas it couldn't before um however it's lost its its secondary mortal save so it used to have a three plus four plus so the four plus was against mortals and failed saves uh, but now it's just a four plus versus mortals so you don't get that secondary bit and they're just nowhere near as resilient as they once were um where they used to be especially when you used to put Mystic Shield on them back in AOS 1 and they'd be on a 2 plus 4 plus. Um, yeah, the glory days may have passed, but it's still a fantastic model. And um, and anybody who, who takes one, I think, deserves a pat on the back. So, well done, Mark. That's my choice. And then we move swiftly on to the, the last one and the biggest one, which is order. So... Hmm. Let's have it. What are you saying, Scott? Okay, I'm going to pick Rich Strachan's Stormcasts. Oh. So he's a little bit different. So um, he's going for a very much kind of Vanguard Stormcast list. He's got the anvils of the Heldenhammer Stormhost, um, which is the you get to move or or shoot or fight if you're close to your general, I think, in the hero phase. Mm-hmm. Um so he's got Lord Aquileron as a general, which is just a again a fantastic model, and we don't see enough of it out there, unfortunately. Um, I'm not sure what his artifact is. Soul Thief on that one. Uh, it's the item that comes with the. Is that the anvil? Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's got a Reluctor with blessed weapons, and he's got a Knight Encantor. He's got ten Vanguard hunters, and then two fives for his battle line. Two Fulminators, he's got nine Raptors with long strike crossbows, uh, and he's got six Ether Wings and a Comet and two command points. So he's 1900 plus two command points. Um, I mean, I don't think it'll do amazing, but it's just brave and well done, Rich. Nice to see something different on the table. Um, I mean, a lot of people won't probably know what it does, which might help him. <laughs> um, it's only 97 wounds, though, so there's not a lot there. Um, but things will move around a fair bit. The Hunters and the Lord of Quiller, he's 
he's got two fulminators, okay, only two of them, but they can still do a bit of damage. He's got a lot of shooting. Well, we talked about them earlier a little bit, but the Vanguard Raptors, there's nine of them in there, six ether wings. And the Comet's always fun to just blast down and amongst the cat amongst the pigeons. So, um, yeah, it might not do amazing, but hopefully it looks hopefully it looks amazing. Um, and you know, good luck to him. Yeah, no, it is. It's uh, it's it's good. It's uh, it's nice. Listen, it's good to see Rich again. We've not seen him for a while. He's not been out for a while. So yeah, yeah, be good. Uh, okay. Um, what about yourself, Nathan? Who are you going with? I'm gonna go with my main man, Ross Joyce, and his uh, Carriage and Overlords. Good shout. So, I think that there might have been enough time with the shooting is crap that this could maybe go deep at the event, having looked at the lists. Um, so basically the list is Barak Arbaz, Karajan Overlords in Shimi, uh, Shaish. So he's got a Chemist General with Fleetmaster, which allows him to redeploy one of his ships. Uh, he's then got Aether Chemist with Wraithbow and Aether Chemist with the Aether Shock Earbuster. Um, 20 Arconauts, 10 Arconauts, 10 Arconauts, uh, 9 Riggers, nine, uh, 6 Riggers, and then Ironclad, coming at 1980 points. So it's the traditional clown car that we used to see, but instead of it being in the one that lets you deep strike the boat, it's in Arbaz, which allows him to do something funky with movement, shooting, or shooting the hero phase, or something like that. Um, once per game, I think. So, yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's got the potential to take off quite a lot of stuff at this event. Guess it remains to be seen. But yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a good one as well. I think it's a strong list. Those riggers are so tough in yeah. combat as well. They can really make a mess of things. Like we've already talked about it. There's no dock. There's no, no. Nargo. Like traditionally, things that carriage and overlords would struggle with. I um, killed Ron and Nurgle. Nurgle, yeah. they really struggled with the minus three or four to hit. Yeah, Slanesh might be their only. Slanesh might be the only other one that, that's negative to hit a lot. Uh, the Slanesh ones is negative to hit in combat, so oh, again, it will it will affect the riggers. I'm thinking about the fiends anyway. The fiends are minus one to hit in combat. Oh, is always if you're within six of them. Within six, yeah. So there's there's definitely debuffs out there. Death it'll struggle with because Death are one of the most well-rounded factions right now, similar to Doc. They're doing really well. They've got the bodies. They've got the debuffs. They've got the resilience. But that's the only things that he's going to struggle with. Probably Liam's list, Craig's list, Craig Graham's list, and JP's list. I think that's the only three at the event that give it a real run for its money. So I think he could go deep if he gets the right matchups, the right missions, and he figures out what to do with it, like how to play it. He's only he's borrowing the list from a guy at the EK club, uh, borrowing the army. I think he's come up with a list himself or with a bit of help from him. But um, yeah, I think he could do well with it. And the main the reason I'm saying this is to jinx him. I want <laughs> <to> jinx him. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think he'll do well. Were you saying there what it was? Was it Barak Arbaz, did you say? Yeah, so? it was. Arbaz, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once per battle in your hero phase, one of your units within three inches of an enemy can pal attack. As if it's a calm phase or shoot if it was a shooting phase. So yeah, it's the, the pile and attack 
which could be good for the riggers yeah. if he gets that double turn that carriage and overlords were always looking for big unit of nine riggers piling an attack and then pile an attack in the hero phase kill what's there then they get to shoot they can grapple hook away to something else and charge something else like it's got a lot of moving parts it's not an army that you can just pick up and play like as much stick as it always got uh with the clown car just being anti-fun point and click it's uh it's got a lot of moving parts but it does so much damage lots of rend lots of multiple damage d3 damage here and there i can't see the part that allows it to it's the other one that lets you move in the human no, it's not Zelfin. It's the one is Mornar. No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I think it's whatever one Andy took that lets you do the the move and shoot or it's run and shoot. First, it's your first. It's in your first um, right. turn. You can run and shoot. This one just lets Mornar. you shoot in the yeah. hero phase. Yeah. Yeah, it's this one lets you shoot or pile in, which could still yeah. be big. Yeah. Because definitely. you can drop out the ship and then, so it's actually not as terrifying for me then. It's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking there, I was like, yeah, like example, like you say, I would have to probably, if I would need escalation or a deep deployment to be able to be out of range of it turn one. Yeah. Uh, for that 20 man unit and one of the small ones, because he's going to be on a command point, uh, which then the actual thing I would have done if I was him for the spare item, I would have probably taken the, uh, the brooch just to allow you to do that ability to get your command points back, because I think it's an army that actually does need command points as much as... Because again, failing the charges, it loses so much in the game. Definitely. Failing the charge is a big one. The the hooks that you can get within nine inches, can't you? Just more than three away. It's just like a move. It's not set up, is it? The, mm. the grapple hooks. The move. It doesn't have any. So you just normal movement restrictions. You can't go within three. So yeah, we can't fly over units either now. And ah, to, right, okay. They've fixed all that with the FAQ. <coughs> okay, it's about as thick as the book, but hey ho. And you have to when you come out of the boat, you have to come out at the start of the hero phase now as well. Mm, yeah, you disembark. Yeah, you can still steal a couple of inches, can't you? You need to be wholly within three when you disembark. Yeah. So not wholly within, just within. Just within, yeah. So you can. I think it's can, just within, yeah. You can. Uh, uh, no, uh, it must be. It must be wholly within. Otherwise, how it would be a lot harder yeah. to, to e- kill each them. Mo- each kill model them. that disembarks has to be within three. It says. Right. Okay. So you can steal about three and a three quarters of an inch. They're on twenty fives, aren't they? Uh, the so. uh, the balloon guys are thirty twos, but the small guys twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. So you can steal a little bit of range, and then you've got twenty four inches on the. Skyhooks, yeah. if you wanted to shoot turn in that hero phase. So really your threat range is about 27 and a bit inches. A couple yeah. of, couple of uh, missions, you're only 18 inches apart, so it would like things like Nagash would need to backboard edge. They would still get out of range in the, yeah. sh- the hero phase, but the shooting phase, it's, uh, it's a turkey shoot, there. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool list. Okay, yeah, it is. It's a good one. Uh, I was looking at it and liking it. I've been looking into overlords quite a bit recently i'm thinking um i might do that as my uh painting project after i finish the sylvaness i'm not decided yet on that or skaven um so i've been reading up on both uh, what about yourself liam what's your pick from order order uh i'm not particularly sure i liked the, there's quite a few 
uh, neat lists there uh, for Order. I think Order is probably the, like you say, the faction info. It's the it is the biggest faction, but there is actually so much option uh, between everyone. Martin's got a whole bunch of lists as well at the in the Order section. <laughs> mm. He's got two pretty. Much I don't. I before. actually. I don't understand how he's playing two armies at once. That's my thing. Three armies. There's a deep and Les Martin army, and there's at yeah. least two Stormcast ones. He's just that good. Just that good. <laughs> I'm actually a big fan of Mark Roberts' list. Okay, talk us through that one. This is Seraphon, so, isn't it? Seraphon. Yeah, he's from Akashai. Akshi. Akshi. So a slant star master general with a great remember uh, trait. Uh, incandescent uh, retrocies is the artifact, which is the one that comes back, isn't it? Comes back. Uh, so, Engine of the Gods with Ignac scales, which is the support up mortal wound protection. So, a Skink Star Priest with the Light of Dracothian. He's uh, got so 10 Skinks, 10 Skinks, 10 Skinks. Uh, six Ripperdactyls, two Salamanders, three Skink Handlers, uh, two Bastildons uh, within the Shadow Strike Star Host, Star Host, sorry, and the Thunderquake Star Host. Which is uh, quite nice. Uh, Shadow Strike actually gets completely around uh, this mission anyway, because I think it allows the any units in the formation to move two d six or up to t. Is it? Is that not the deep strike one? The Ripperdactyl deep strike, the Star Host it, one. It can do that, but it can also just allow them to move. Uh, right. Okay. Like yeah, they get a redeploy instead. 2d6 could just be two inches though. <laughs> it could be. Uh, they move fast nice, anyway though, don't they? Yeah, they got a 14 inch move or 16 inch move. Something silly. Which again, if you're only 18 apart, that's nothing. And his army is like three drops or four drops at most. Gets to transport things with his Seraphon ability. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You can be nine away if he wants as well. With those Bastilladons, it's scary. I hate those bloody things. I remember you met them when you had a demon army, didn't you? That was the, <sighs> the great awakening of them. That was Gary Marshall. Ridiculous. <laughs> that was horrible. They just go nuts. I think that's the scary thing about them. I'm actually trying to find the formations, and I can't find it. But yeah, between that and the Thunderquake, uh, the Thunderquake has the... Uh, Reroll everything almost, doesn't it? Yeah, rerolls everything pretty much on the uh Bastilladons. Words. Bastilladons and the <laughs> uh Engine of the Gods. So Engine of the Gods plus a slam, so he's able to, if he wants, pump up and summon I think he said he's got a fair summoning pool of skinks with him. So you can just start flooding the board with skinks. And if he needs to, you can just mortal wound beam his enemy as well, which is it's just a nice list. It's nice to see Seraphon on the table. There's two players there with them as well. I definitely think it's an army that has a list. The Ripple Doctors have been toned down a fair bit since obviously their last uh, invocation of attacking a lot. Uh, they now just get D3 hits, I think, per single hit they get with their jaw attacks now instead, which is a lot better than obviously them just keep rolling. Uh, but no, definitely there. I think I definitely think Mark could do well with that list. It's skinks are always a problem for a lot of people as well of the retreating, uh, charging, then retreating out of combat, which is always nice. They just uh, they'll catch people out with that. I think I think he has more planned his his initial list, but yeah. 
So anyway, yeah. Okay. Cheers for that. Uh, well, myself, I'm going to go with a. I'm going to go with another Stormcast list, and I'm going to go with Will Will's list, Will Pollock's, uh, mainly because of who it is rather than what it is. Just because uh, I think it's it's 13 months since Will started coming to events with his dad, um, and you know he's he's stuck with it. And you've, I've seen the lists have got gradually more and more competitive, um, and I think that I think that he's really growing into it, and and he, it's great to see him coming back, both of them, and um, they've switched allegiance. Him and his dad, they they obviously started with the the starter box because they were the very first one they came to was the the corn and stormcast, and uh, Gary always played as the the corn. And Will as the Stormcast. Um, oh no, the other way around. Sorry. Um, and there were very few additions, and then they added and added and added, and now we've got to this stage, thirteen months later, and this is Will's list for you. So it's by no means top top tier or highly honed, but it shows you how far he's come on. So his Stormcast from Realm of Fire again. His generals, the Lord Celestine on Star Drake. Um, Staunch Defender and Ignax's scales. So that in itself shows you, you know, that he's taking note of what's doing well and what's good and seeing what's what's been successful. I know he's played against Mike a couple of, he's played against Mike and he's played against yourself, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um Liam. Yeah. Um he's also brought the Celestant on Dracoth. He's brought a Castellan, he's brought a Relictor with less weapons, another Relictor with translocation, a Heralder. Three fives of lib, uh, no, sorry, two fives adjudicators, five of liberators, and twenty sequiturs. So, I mean, I think, I think from seeing that first list and the fact that they were just getting into um, the hobby and certainly, well, certainly just getting into coming and playing away from just at home between them, it's it's great to see how he's developed and and built such a competitive list. I wouldn't be surprised if that don't get two or three wins this week. Um, and Will's, I don't know how old Will is, but he's, he must be early teens, would you say? How old people uh, he is? Maybe just, I think, yeah. Just, yeah, he was only 11 or 12 or something, wasn't he, when he first came? So it's great to see him sticking at it, and he's a nice lad, and his, his dad's nice as well, and, you know, yeah, I, 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 if he carries on advancing at this rate, I'll tell you what, he'll be giving a, he'll be giving everybody a run for the money in in two or three more years. So yeah, that's my choice. Um, so thank you very much. Right then, so we've gone through our uh, quick picks from the um, from the different grand alliances. So we're going to now put you on the spot, and we're going in the same order. So watch. <laughs> your top three for your podium there, or top three that have got a chance to get at the podium, Scott. Right, okay, so not particularly controversial, and I don't know which one uh, will be one and two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Liam and I'm gonna go with John. Um John Bayless. Bayless, okay. He's last year's winner, okay, he's changed a lot, but it sounds like he's 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 got some filth in there. Liam is gonna get there eventually. We know he is. <laughs> um, and maybe it'll be this weekend. Who knows? But number three, I, I thought I'll go for I'll go for an outsider. We've not talked about this list yet, um, and 
I'm going to go with Adam Martin's murder host. Uh-huh. He's um, I played against it on Wednesday. Uh, actually, I hadn't played against a proper murder host before, so obviously we know what it does. It's quick. It's murdery. Um, it's good. Good in some missions. Um, he'd toned down a little bit, obviously, but still, still dangerous. He's Adam's a good player. He's he, he kind of faded out the second half of last year. He he. He qualified for Masters, but had exams in December, so couldn't come. He was he was still hanging on at the sort of bottom. I think he was 16th, maybe, or 15th in, in the rankings at the end. So he's but a lot of those points came early on um, in 2018, and he did kind of fade away. So maybe people aren't thinking about him so much, but he's obviously he's son of Lee, so there's some genes in there. Um, and he, so yeah, you're putting him above Lee, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, you're putting the, uh, yeah. the student as becoming the master. He's kicked him off his perch. What's going on? <laughs> he had his uh, table one standoff with Lee. Was that, was that last year? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, so maybe he's learnt finally. Um, so yeah, that's my sort of dark horse. I was going to pick a different list, um, but I thought, no, I'll go with Adam. Go with, go with the youth. Youth of the future. Fair play. What about yourself, Nathan? Um, I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to say John Harper, Michael <laughs> Hans and me. Everyone with a, a Les Martin list is going to take the podium and screw any of you that doubt us. That's all I'm saying. I'm the master. All listen to me. Which one's the spoon, sorry? The spoon's going to be Liam. Uh, it's going to be an outside choice. I know a lot of people are expecting to do well, but uh, I think he's going to lose every game. <laughs> I'm doing this to try I'm doing this to try and get Liam to win because we keep saying he's going to win and then it doesn't happen so he's going to get the spoon uh, reverse psychology yep I like it okay <laughs> and on to you then Liam <laughs> oh, top three top three I'm definitely with John I'm with Scott there I think John Bayless's list definitely has it has an answer to all the missions now as well. Uh, he now has a fast hero that's a threat uh, for the hero missions, which he didn't have previously. As much as obviously a lot of folks would say the Bloodthirster was before, but if that sort of judgment card comes into you and hits you while you're a hero, it's just going to take you off probably uh, on its attacks. Hopefully myself. If not, if I can't do... I can hopefully do better than last year and get first, but there's always a. I'd be happy with second again. And I'm gonna say Lee as well. I think he's gonna he's gonna hopefully dodge the armies that I think would cause his army a problem. I don't think his army does too well against folk that can go a lot faster than him, as in like get to him before, because again, there's quite a few armies here that actually are one drops or less. Uh, there's quite a few of them, I think, that could take it, take stuff off quite quickly, unfortunately, before he gets to actually uh, do anything, because as much as the minus to hit in that, uh, I don't know how it's going to do against Stormcasts. I think that's maybe what its fear might be. Obviously, like, at least Mike's not playing that list, uh, which is obviously his arch enemy with the Star Drake, but uh, again, Paul Whitehead's Dragon List has an answer to it. Being able to just snipe, use the mortal wounds to auto hit the 
Hell Striders and things like that before the dragons hit the fiends and just take the fiends off before they hit. That was my that was my sort of semi outsider was Paul. He's been playing the dragons for a fair for a few tournaments now. Yeah, he just needs to dodge the right people. Yeah, and go uh, for it. He's he's kind of conservative, Paul, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's a conservative style. But yeah, Mars. What the missions is again? I think Lee's weakest missions will be the ones with the heroes where he has to, yeah, put something rather than being able to keep his, uh, keeper for, pushing his keeper into people. I think when he has to keep it on an objective, might hurt him a lot uh, more. If that makes sense. Mm. Okay, and that's it. Yourself, Stu. Yeah, um, it's a bit different now because I've seen what tomorrow's first game is. But I'm gonna say, um, I think in the top three in no particular order, I'll go with your your own list, Liam, because I do think it does everything. And in the character missions, we know we're gonna get one now because of the pools. So we're gonna get something, and that. I think people are going to struggle to to shift to shift you. Mm. So I think some of the other lists, like I had JP as an outsider, but given the fact that he's going to have to try and hold an objective with Arkan, who's his, arguably his hardest character, it's not going to happen, is it? I think that I think I think that other people are going to struggle. The other lists that are quite balanced, I don't think they do it in every area. So I'm going to say yourself. I did have Paul Deduca up there as one of my outsiders as well, as a da- the dark horse. Um, but he's going to struggle with that first matchup against KOs. But even so, uh, four wins can still can still get you a second place or a third. So I'm going to say Paul. Um, so that's Scryer, Legions and a Gash. Or grand host, sorry, and yeah, it's a tricky one. I I don't know about the other one. Uh, I think one of the stormcast lists could do all right. Those star drakes are going to be quite tanky. If Mike was controlling those lists, <laughs> just because of how how much how much time he's played them, I'm not being disrespectful. You thought I was joking. You thought I was joking, but I'm telling you. John yeah. Harper's gonna take it. No, no, John. John will his eye will be off the prize. He'll have a he'll have a hot flush or something. <laughs> <I'm in Michael laughs> it's, not, it's not going to happen. John, John Harper or Michael Hands, I'm telling you. Well, he's playing. He's playing John. Uh, he's playing JP game one, isn't he? So yes. So oh, that's right. Michael's got the the free win against Mike because <laughs> yep. Michael coached him into it. Um. <laughs> Yeah. I'll let you win if you give me my best painted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, let me have another look at Mike's list, actually, because I know it's an outsider. <laughs> but that big cabbage is going to do well at holding an objective. I think that, I think that there might be some in there. And he's, he, how did you do against it? Was it no. good? Um, <laughs> so he was, the game that he beat me in, we played Realm of Shadow where he was able to teleport nine inches away and then use his Iron Fist move to move six inches closer. He rolled a six, so every unit got to move six inches closer. So he had a promised charge, and 
it was it was just game over after turn one because he won the prior into turn two. In the other game we played, it was a completely different story. Um, I think that I think Mike could, with a bit of luck and some solid play, get a four one. But I think more likely a three two. Okay. I don't know what it does against the deaf armies. That would be my thing. If like, he gets a double like, turn into turn two, it could take off a lot of stuff. Just with the Wah and the Zaether Quartz brooch, it could be a lot of attacks. That's the only thing I would say going into a lot of the death armies. Most would grind most of it off. If they, it matters if there's a combat turn one or not. Yeah. It does depend as well with the Swiss who you get on that third or fourth game, doesn't it? You can. I think the third game is kind of the decider for the like you say, the day two, it means who you get to dodge. <coughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I might I might go with yourself, Nathan. I'm Ooh, gonna stick I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the master. You must be the master <laughs> for a reason. But I'm playing I don't you know. game one. I said that. Yeah. Well you can you still give him four games, you can, yeah. You can I think we just call it a draw. <laughs> yeah. Give us both no, a chance. I, I think that you've got some resilience there on the uh, on the objective as well. That idling guy's pretty big and chunky. You've got the guy with one eye, him on the CRC, he's pretty good. Yep. And then uh unless Neferata gets him with a dagger. And then uh There's no Neferata. I know, but uh, there's no Neferata I know. We've all abandoned her. Something's gonna something bad will happen. Dusted off quite quickly, Phil. I'm starting yeah. to figure out the list. The list plays completely different to all the other Deepkin lists I've played in the way that you almost want to just throw away your heroes. Like, see, the Soul Scryers and the Tidecaster, you almost want to protect your units with them, use them to take objectives early in the game because you're going for turn three charges or turn, turn two charges and turn three charges, so you're going to be able to close the distance. It's... Uh, it's just an alien concept after playing so many games with the the other enclave, and without the the command ability that gives plus attacks. So I've still not figured out. Yeah, I don't expect to do too well. I think our game's going to be a, a really good game now that we've seen the mission. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah, going to be a. Think I think game. it's going to be a really close game. It will go all five turns, and it will be close on points. I think it'll good. go all five turns, and I think we've just saved ourselves twenty minutes of deployment at the beginning of yeah. measuring and remeasuring <laughs> and all that crap. So no, I'm happy with that because I, I was saying to Scott before you uh, you joined us there that you know I was I was going to deploy with my uh, everything like a thirty man unit of dryads nine inches in all the way around with the box and no fun <laughs> to to force you to do one or the other. The, the bonus I've got is then that I can just I can just shift them if you deployed your reels on the table. Yeah, because it's it's a free move to like get them out of that position. Um, it's not like when you're trying to reposition forty skeletons and it takes you three turns. Um, yeah. So, but that's that's a lot of time saved. So I'm happy with that. Um, but no, I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with a uh, uh, Liam, Nathan, and Paul Deduca as my three. So yes. So thank you very much. That's uh, Tempest, and I'm sure we'll um we'll be back to discuss how things went. Um, I don't know if it's worth talking through what we've got, or people can just look at the lists, I suppose, can't they? Nobody needs to know what we've got. We've got a, a load of fishmen, Nagash and his minions, and a Dreadwood. So, there you go. <laughs> Job done. 
job done. Right then. So, um, happy new year once again. Um, looking forward to this new season. And uh, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the professional outro. <laughs> as ever.